0: Dungeon you Taker's sailors, Norman Mailers, Drunken Sailors, and Vlad the Impalers. My name is Reverend and I'm here with that plucky band of ragtag upstarts, For the Sprinkler, coming at you from the delightfully friendly confines of Mid Siberia on behalf of the W Room Podcast's annual year end best of show. Not to be confused with the movie Best In Show, which is directed by Lenny from Laverne and Shirley in the left bank and has very little to do with punk rock at all. Let that be said, no one written and inscribed in voluminous chunks of rectified whale semen that the 2022 W Room Awards shall firmly and finally answer the present questions of the swiftly concluding punk rock fiscal year as to which of your swelling, itching brains. Emit- 2022's Creme de la Creme in the following pertinent categories: Best Album, Best Song, Best Split. Jesus fucking Christ, and people are still doing splits. Best Reissue, Best New Band, Best Label, Best Ramones. That's really a category: Best Ramones. Best artwork, coolest thing, and punk rock veteran. Speaking of punk rock veterans, I'm joined on the mic by Stoic Co-Conspirator Paul Number One, who is punk rock and was in the army, and therefore might qualify as a punk rock veteran, which is almost as impressive as winning Best Ramones. And now, dear listener, I know what you're thinking at this moment. You're thinking, Norman Paul, is there any way you can stop this fucking podcast from happening? well, Bunky, unfortunately, the short-form answer is no. No, we cannot. Like the Vice President of the United States of America, our role here is mostly ceremonial, and why stand on ceremony when, on this thrilling year-in-review episode of the W Room Podcast, you'll thrill, squeal, and ooze to award announcements presented by contemporary social influencers and exemplars of Western thought from bands such as maybe the Teen Idols, maybe the Queers, maybe the Groovy Ghoulies, maybe the Mugwumps, maybe D-Cracks, maybe the Nerdy Jugheads, maybe the McCrackens, maybe the Jasons, and maybe even noted impresario Larry Livermore, best known for his comical ability hey, to... Hey, 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 Reverend Norb, Reverend Norb, wait, wait, wait. Just one second here. Wait. Just listen. Just listen. Listen what's going on here.
1: Listen, listen to Brick Six. Listen to Fall number two.
2: I mean, damn. Really? Really? Are we gonna waste this for a dummy room, award show, monologue? I mean, this is this is pretty good.
3: I mean. Maybe, maybe we should keep this for ourselves. I don't know. Let's listen a little more. turn this over to Nate. I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't
0: know, I don't know. Ah, uh, jeez, ah, oh, damn. Well, Paul number one, I couldn't have said it better myself. So let's dispense with this eerie persiflage, buff our spats, break out top hat and spangled briefs, and high kick this gray beanie bratwurst into high gear. Because your cards and letters demanded it, folks. Here it is, the W Room 2022 award show, friend to all mankind.
4: Dummy Room, Punk Rock Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This is the 2022 Dummy Room Awards show. I am Nate. Joining me once again for uh, for the festivities is uh, Heather Wheaton. What's up?
5: Hey! Happy New Year, Daddy-O. You look great tonight. What is it that you're wearing?
4: I am wearing my finest Mugwumps t-shirt.
5: Oh, fabulous. coat <laughs> couture. I, myself, happen to be sitting here in my Marie Osmond Kmart collection. You know, cool. Fantastic twenty-year-old robe, holy socks, ready to go, glamming it up just yeah. for you, Nate.
4: I might have lied. This is not my finest Mugwump shirt. It is my oldest Mugwump shirt. Which uh, is, it's vintage, therefore it is. It's a nice okay. faded black. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, happy New Perfect. Year.
5: Happy New Year. I yeah. Usually we.
4: Rec- I think last year we recorded before New Year's, so. Whatever. Anyways, happy New yeah. Year.
5: It's all over the place, all over the map. But you know what? All good things, it's like a fine wine, you know? All in good time.
4: Yeah, yeah. Hey, before we get too into this, I got to mm-hmm. say, first up, huge thanks to Boris the Sprinkler for uh, for giving me a a fucking classic Boris the Sprinkler monologue.
5: Yet again, Norbert. Oh, yeah. I asked absolutely. for it, and I'm
4: like, I actually asked with the uh, expectation of, of not getting one. I thought, they'll never do it, but I got to ask. No, And, really? and they came no. through.
5: No, I had no doubt that they would pull through for you. Absolutely none whatsoever. But you're right. It's kind of like, careful what you wish for kind of a thing, because you know they're going to give it their all and they're just going to knock it out of the park. And so agreed. Thank you very much to Boris of sprinkler for leading us off into another insanely busy and creative and fantastic year with music in this little world of ours, this little scene that we're, we're living in.
4: Yeah. Just totally cool. I'm a, I'm a Boris guy. So to have them involved in in that capacity, doing a fucking monologue is unbelievable. And of course, uh, on, a, on a more serious and sad note, our thoughts go out to the uh, Chick Stiggett crew, of course.
5: Absolutely.
4: Dave, uh, Dave Alcock died yesterday, the day before, mm. and um, he was the, I met him once, I told you, I, I met him once, probably 98, 99, uh, at a Chick Stiggett show, of course, and I think that's the only drummer I ever saw play with them, and the dude mm-hmm. was amazing, fast as hell, I couldn't believe it.
5: Yeah, tragic. Absolutely. And so young. And again, my heart goes out to everybody in the Chick family, to Dave's family, to his loved ones. It's just, yeah, it's, uh, it's not the way you really want to start off the year, of course. Um, so our hearts and our wishes for lots of peace and strength definitely, once again, go out to the Chick family.
4: Third year in a row now um what'd you think of this year music wise
5: i could not believe how incredibly <laughs> busy it actually was there was a lot you know, of shit
4: that came out this year
5: there was and and there was that sort of that doomsday feeling that we had when covid struck you know oh no music is over nobody's gonna be able to release anything nobody's gonna be able to do a- a- anything but time and time again year after year musicians and bands stepped up to the plate and and just delivered i i had a really hard time to you know keeping up and i took a bit of a sabbatical this year from social media and all of that and had to go back and study and catch myself up so i was insanely busy trying to just just absorb it all and get it all in my system and and by the end of the year, you know, when we came back into the committee, it was a little bit overwhelming and it was overwhelming for everybody to just go through all of the selections that we had to go through. There were like 50 songs that we selected for best song of the year, 50 friggin' songs. Yeah, That's yeah. insane. It's a few. And, you know, and we'll probably get into the whole process again about how the committee works and how the voting is done and everything when it comes to the awards, but even best album of the year, I went back and I looked today when I was doing a little prep work, 26 albums were listed Crazy. in the committee group before, <laughs> before it went to voters. You know, so it was a situation this year where, sure, people make their top 10 lists and everything, but they can change on a dime any minute because there are, were a dozen two dozen literally more albums that could have been on this list that deserved attention and deserved accolades for the fantastic quality of output that we had with music and albums and what have you this year it was insane insane
4: I think the best album category nominees are all fantastic but uh, you'll have to wait till way later in the show
5: way later but in yeah, the But
4: yeah so before before anybody asks because people for some reason they still think this is all me I don't fucking vote <laughs> I don't vote <laughs> on anything actually there was we'll get to it but there was one moment where I had to I had to do something but I don't vote you know I just help kind of nominate things re- remind people of what came out that kind of stuff and other people vote
5: Oh absolutely this is not all you know kneel down and kiss the ring of natage. Situation. Well, you can do that. I get, don't care, but <laughs> absolutely.
6: it's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah.
5: So at any rate, kudos to you. But yes, agreed. This is a completely democratic process. We had a huge committee group this year. Much, I think this was our biggest committee group um, so far that we had this year. And Yeah, then, I think it
4: was. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah.
5: And on top of that, after we're done with the committee doing all of that stuff in there, you sent it out. What was it? What, what was the, the last...
4: A hundred... Was it like
5: 106?
4: No, it was way more than that. think yeah. I hit like 140 voters or something.
5: 140 like that. <laughs> voters. I'm so still for... getting
4: them back, too. By the way.
5: Yeah. So this is definitely <laughs> not a little click thing, you know, where the coolest kids in the club get to get together and decide for everybody else what's what. It was again, like it is every year, a completely democratic process, and yeah, yeah, you, ex- you expanded it quite a bit this year, so. Yeah, that was a mistake, too. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah, A lot more work. Yeah, it
4: was a lot of work. Uh,
5: You know, know, but it it made the process, like I said, you know, a little more democratic. So, which is is awesome. You know, more voices, more choices.
4: So, hey, let me get back to... um, Let's just get started. Let me get back to uh, uh, someone that I worked with this year. Yeah. I put out a great record this year by Brad Marino. It's called Basement Mm -hmm. Beat. And I fucking loved this record. And I had to... uh, I had to I had to tap into Brad to uh, to help me with the award show, so he's going to present the first award of the night.
5: Member of the New England Mafia, New Trocaderos, The Connection, and he's got his own great stuff. He did a split this year with Natalie Sweet, but bringing us back down to the basement is Brad Marino. <laughs>
2: Brad Marino coming at you from Rochester, New Hampshire, and I have the distinct honor in presenting this year's Dummy Room Award for Best Production or Behind the Scenes Nominees. These are the guys behind the scenes that make all of us musicians sound so good, whether it's mixing, mastering, engineering, it's all that technical stuff that dummy musicians like me can't do. The first nominee is Justin Perkins from Mystery Room Mastering, a guy I've had the pleasure of working with many times. Next up, Mike Kennedy from Screeching Weasel, All-American Rejects, an excellent mixing engineer who have also had the distinct pleasure of working with over the past couple of years. Next, we have Perry Travolta from, you guessed it, The Travoltas, but also Point Break Sound. Gabe Usery is next from Dan Vapid and the Cheats, Horror Section. Finally, the last nominee, Josh Roman from Mind Rocket Studio. Josh, engineered and mixed by latest LP, Basement beat, which, by the way, is out now on Hey Pizza Records, I had to get a plug in there somewhere, okay, and the winner is, I need a drum roll, drum roll please, where's Bo Basement when you need him, actually, I don't think Bo really does drum rolls, in any event, the winner is, Justin Perkins, Mystery Room Mastering, congratulations Justin, and happy new year, everybody.
4: Um, Justin Perkins just celebrated a birthday on New Year's Day. Happy birthday to him. He's still younger than both of us, and he's he's much (laughs) much more gifted as well. And uh, no, it was just that was a close one, you know. And Brad, I don't know what this award. I don't. We don't even need to call it anything at this point because Brad doesn't like best production person, and I agree. So behind the scenes, whatever it is, these Mm -hmm. guys, all the guys that were nominated, um, deserve the recognition they get. Justin's just sort of, he's become the guy, you know? But I will say I, that Mike Kennedy really gave him a fucking run.
5: I am absolutely sure he did. Yeah. Toe
4: to toe. And, and we played a Screeching Weasel song there, and it's mm. because Justin mastered it. Mike produced it, mixed it, whatever he did. They both had their hands in it, and it's a fucking great sounding album.
5: Oh, no, absolutely. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> he's playing a song that Mike Kennedy was part of. But yeah, I guess it makes sense, you know, especially <laughs> given Justin's history and everything. But absolutely well deserved. You know, Justin, you know, as young as he is, like you said, that man probably has more talent and intelligence in his pinky finger than I have in the entirety of my existence. So, we need more people like Justin Perkins around for sure.
4: Yeah, but all those dudes, Perry Travolta, of course, no-brainer. No doubt. Gabe uh, Gabe Ussery and uh, Josh Roman. Each of these guys does uh, fantastic work. They make everyone sound better than they are sometimes. Agreed. And uh, they usually don't get the uh, recognition they deserve. What I think is cool about Justin is, you know, he's really branched out. You know, he still does the cool stuff. He still does mastering for, for you know, like this year he did Brad Marino's Basement Beat. But also this year... He he did some work with Shania Twain.
5: Shut the front <laughs> like, door.
4: Like there's like there's like next level, and then there's like that really big stuff, and it's like exactly. it's just cool that he can right. still, you know, mix it up down with us a little bit still. No,
5: absolutely, because <laughs> you know it's it's at his heart, it's at his core, it's where he began, and yeah, yeah. I don't know if you you know if you if you have a true love and passion like that you know, back to his roots that you're ever going to be able to take it out of the man. But like you said, he's, you know, he does impress me much. Sorry, Shania. But, <laughs> he, you know, he, he is able to do that and balance it with this and not let things like these multi-million, you know, platinum award-winning artists go to his head. He's able to balance it out. And that's impressive and uh, should be applauded.
4: I think I think all these guys are important because the last couple of years we've we've had this uh, this resurgence of pop punk and there's Mm -hmm. been so many good albums and songs that have come out. But, you know, you got to be honest. They're not all that good. They don't sound that good. These guys. It's cool. They record it in their bedroom or whatever, but it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like it could. You know, it's not it's not up to its potential. Right. I And it takes
5: someone like Justin and Mike and Josh and Jake. Yeah, exactly. It it takes somebody like that to really bring it to the full artistry that it's meant to be.
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyways, very cool. Are you
5: laughing at the fact that I'm calling it punk rock music artistry?
4: I don't care. But anyways, (laughs) um, but yeah, I didn't know what award to put either first. And I'm like, you know what? That seems like a cool one to start with because you know it's justin it's justin but uh no okay cool so should we jump right into the next one
5: um absolutely so what i think looking down my list here
4: it's uh um, it's best cover song
5: best cover song yeah. absolutely
4: oldie Hawn, who is one of my favorite fucking bands mm-hmm. going right now i had to i had to ask him the new album is going to be out this year and i think we will be talking about that record next year on this world show. I, I hope so. If anyone has any fucking brains, they will be uh, listening to that record because it's killer.
5: Absolutely. And Kai just had an appearance on the Dummy Room show with you. And Roger, of course, we always have to mention the absolutely Rain Man esque, insane dedication that Roger has had to compiling every single song played on the Dummy Room podcast.
4: Do you think he still does that? I have no I idea. I don't
5: know, but <laughs> I think the last time I looked, it was like at 30 hours worth of music Jesus. or something. It's insane. So, you know, I'll, I'll have to go check it out and see how up to date we are. And I actually believe I, I visited that Spotify playlist a few weeks ago. I was making a playlist and I used that. And yeah, there were like dozens of hours and Crazy. Roger... Thank you so much for your dedication to that.
4: Yeah. Well, anyways, here you go, Oldie Han.
7: Hey, Dummy Room, Roger and Kai from Oldie Han here to present Best Cover Song of 2022. And the nominees are Dropped
8: Out, covering Teen Idols, 20 Below, Neon Bone, covering Xanadu, originally by Olivia Newton-John, and electric light orchestra. The follow-ups with See You Later Fuckface by the queers. The Manjus with I'm Not a Sissy, originally by the Fleshtones. And lastly, the Jasons with Oh Boy, originally by the Crickets. And the winner is... Dropped Out! Congratulations! It's warm out tonight. Just no
9: good reason
4: Okay, so, so this is the first. So I got to tell you this. This is the first and only time I've ever had to pull some executive decision bullshit and mm-hmm, fix the committee's mm-hmm. fuck up. There was the a there committee's was, fuck up. So, so the winner dropped out, of course. Great fucking band. We'll get we'll get right. into that. But the committee did not have this in the final nomination. But How they, did had they a,
5: not have, See, I don't recall that at all See, No, it wasn't yeah. there
4: The one that was nominated, I looked at it and I said Hey, you know what, this is a great cover But it's on a comp And it's from ah. like six years ago So I'm like, technically it could be eligible And it, it's sort of on the fence But I said, you know what, Dropped Out doing 20 Below Is just too fucking good So I, I booted the other one, I made that decision A six year old
5: uh, <laughs> song off of a comp You booted <laughs> for 20 Below By Dropped Out well, yeah, yeah, I'd call yeah, yeah. that a good decision, sweetheart. Yeah, but and, definitely. And I, and I don't know if it was planned at all, but I really dig the fact that you chose a Texas band to introduce.
4: Yep, yep, totally planned. It's fabulous. I figured they were buddies, so I thought it would be cool to have them uh, mm-hmm. award award uh, Dave and dropped out. Fabulous. Uh, bring one home for Texas. Uh, yeah, anyways, the other songs, of course, Neon Bone doing uh, mm-hmm. Xanadu. Mm-hmm. We lost uh, Olivia Newton-John this we year, did. or if uh, Jimmy Jimmy from <laughs> I shouldn't tell this, but Jimmy from <laughs> Batfoot, um, he thought the uh, Dummy Room Riff Randall shirt. He thought that was Olivia Newton-John, Olivia Newton-John. so oh, he wore it. Sweet. He wore his Dummy Room shirt to a show in honor of Olivia Newton-John, and he had no idea that it wasn't Olivia Newton-John. So
5: what a sweet, sweet soul that Dude,
4: man is. That is something I would do. Bless and, you, uh, Jimmy. Bless I it's you. it's cool. Uh, Follow ups, see you later, fuckface, great queer song. Mm mm-hmm. uh, Mangies, they did oh. a flesh tone song. And I honestly, today was the first time I ever, I've ever heard the flesh tones. I went and oh, I listened really? to the song, I'd never heard it, and I thought, this song sucks so bad.
5: Yeah. Uh, Mangies just <laughs> killed it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny because I remember that we were talking about it, and Craig is actually the one that had mentioned Hey, you realize that song's a cover song by the Flesh Tones. And, you know, like you, you, you tend to maybe forget things or like, oh, yeah, your, your dementia, your punk rock dad dementia kicks in. But we did. We had a conversation about it, the three of us. And he brought up the fact that it was a Flesh Tones cover. And I was like, really? Holy shit. So I go and I look it up. And you're right. I mean, forget <laughs> it. You know, put that back up on the shelf because the Mangies killed it. I'm not a sissy by the Mangies is one of those songs that just gets me going. I will stop everything and listen to that song because it's so energizing. And if I need a good kick in the ass, I'm turning that song on, so.
4: It totally sounds like them. So when I heard the original, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I I made it about, you know, 30 seconds into it and I turned it off. I'm like, I can't.
5: You're such a patient man. God, the Mangie's version is so good. It's just their own song,
4: you know. It's a killer uh, version, for sure. That was a close. I mean, that could have won. Nobody would have argued.
5: 20 Below, man. Such a
4: classic
5: (sighs) song. It's like, how do you, how do you, you know, how do you beat that? I mean, it's such a classic song. (laughs) They're the only band that gets.
4: That gets to do a Teen Idols cover and, and get respect for it, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, we've got the Jason's too. Jason's did Oh Boy.
5: Mm, I love that a lot. See, I love that, like, that whole 50s vibe stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved that cover. Loved it. Didn't win, though, Jason V. Sorry.
4: I don't know. There were some great covers this year. There was a bunch of other ones that could have got in, but yeah, 20 below rules. Just a, just a yeah. great great song.
5: Absolutely what's up next oh what's up next so coming up next we've got b-face
4: b-face rules b-face rules b-face yeah best artwork
5: of course i mean natural pick right the artist not formally but currently known as b-face is going to introduce the best artwork of the year for us
4: Be faced. I'm here to uh, announce the uh, Best Art Award for the 2022 Dummy Room Awards. And the nominees are Rat Bones, Teenage Confusion and Adult Delusion. The Flamingo Nosebleed Horror Section, Covert Flops
10: and Ghost Party Show Poster. Uh, Limouge, Milan Shakes, Turin Shocks, Limouge Rocks. Uh, next is The Yodies, Comic Books. And finally, God Save the Queers
4: Volume 2.
7: And the winner is Jacob Sauer of the Flamingo Nosebleed
4: Horror Section Covert Flops Ghost Party Show poster. It's awesome. It's a little bat drink. That's fucking great. Drinking upside down. Woohoo! Everybody got this one totally dead right. I loved mm-hmm. that that artwork for that show mm-hmm. that Jacob Sauer did. It's unbelievable. I just think it's so cool, and yeah. uh, I'm glad I'm glad you guys went for it and got it nominated and everything. So very cool. I was uh, that made me happy.
5: Absolutely, and and what I really liked about it is it bringing It's not just one of those throwaway you know plaster on a street pole kind of. Scribbled with a Sharpie pen, you know, hey, five <laughs> yeah, bucks, yeah. you're in BYOB kind of stick figure drawings, you know, which in their own right, you know, can actually be really friggin' cool art. Yeah,
6: but yeah, totally. it was
5: just, there was it was just, it was beautiful and it was captivating. It, it brought attention to the artistry. I mean, you can't help but look at that and go, hot damn, that's a great poster. I'm gonna check that show out. Kind of like, you know, if you're randomly, Going through records at a record shop, and you know, you may come upon an album that you have no idea who this band is. But dude, this is a really freaking great cover. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick this up just for the cover alone, and roll the dice. Hopefully, it's gonna turn out magnificent. It was a horror section, flamingo nosebleed show. You know, it's gonna be a good show anyway. Um, And I'm really glad that you played a horror section song, because when I was listening to the presentations and hearing that song, it just reminded me again of what a great vocalist Teflon Dave is. Yeah, yeah. I put him up there. I honestly do put him up there. And I've said it before with with Dan Vapid. He's just got this smoothness and crooniness to his voice that it's it's splendid it's 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 flawless if you ask me so you're putting
4: uh teflon dave up with dan vapid Holy i shit. am
5: <laughs> and yeah yeah i'll die on that hill motherfucker Jeez. Absolutely.
4: i don't know i don't know <laughs> i like teflon dave but man dan vapid's yeah. next level you know
5: i'm just hoping that you know i get into somebody's will here eventually
4: yeah, actually, I got the poster, too. Uh, Jake from Nosebleeds really? sent me a copy of that poster, like an oh, actual fantastic. one. fantastic. Very cool. Jacob Sauer actually sent me his book. So, like, in the That's same right, week. Yeah, very, very cool stuff. Um, so happy they I won. But, of list. course, the albums by Rat Bones, I love that. I, that was the first one I actually nominated, mm-hmm. I think. Um, mm-hmm. Lemouge, uh, mm-hmm. Yodies, which I loved that record, too. And uh, and the God Save the Queers comp, which is any of them could have won. I think they're all cool.
5: Yeah, we had actually had a lot in that category as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because, because you actually, you know, specified, dude, don't hold back. Don't go just for album covers. Go for posters. Go for whatever, you know, band-related artwork you want to go for. It actually sent me down a really fun rabbit hole that night like looking up cool artwork for posters. There was the, you know, a, a dwarves one that was really great, that I really enjoyed. And being able to to fall into that, like I said, rabbit hole of it, just enjoying the artwork for art for art's sake, as we used to say, you know? So it was, it was a super fun category this year. And of course, everybody that was, was nominated deserved to be nominated. But this one, yeah, it was, beautiful a beautiful piece of art
4: all right next one best reissue this was like 2022 mm. will go down it's maybe the best year ever for reissues there were so mm. fucking many it was i i mean i think there might have been more reissues than there were albums it seemed like you know but i'm just kidding but um i really wanted to <laughs> close so, though. yeah yeah so for for this award i really wanted to um i've i've always been a big fan of a lot of a lot of punk rock that comes out of Japan, right? And, oh, I've, and yeah. I've always loved a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I really have never had anybody from Japan on the show, anything like that. I've never done a Japanese episode, you know, which I, is... I
5: know you've talked about it for years, so you really kind of need to get on that because there is just a wealth of fantastic punk rock music yeah, coming out no, of Japan. Yeah, I I know. I don't know why been. it's it's Dude, never get happened. Off your ass! Come yeah. on! I,
4: I was like, you know what? I'm going to change that for the award show. I'm going to I'm going to reach out to uh, to somebody, and they helped me out with uh, getting mm-hmm. somebody from. Uh, they got me Yoshi from the Nerdy Jugheads.
5: Nerdy Jugheads.
11: Hey, Damiru. I'm Yoshi from the naughty Juggerheads. I'm the presenter of best Leash issue category. I'm honored to be part of Dammilum podcast. Anyway, yeah you know many good leash issues released in this year. So here's nominees. Number one, Teen Idols self-titled. Number two, the Anababo Crash boyfriend Heartbreak. Number three, Cretas halfplay leads to tragedy. Number four. The richest pet summer. Number 5, Sludgeworth, Losers of the Year. That's all. Also felt really nice, so I think it's hard to choose. Okay, I'm going to announce Best Lissue in 2022. Winner is. Idols. It's one of my favorites, so I'm glad this was got our Thank you guys, see you around, bye!
4: There was a few right answers in this category, but come on. (laughs) Teen Idols all day. I mean, there's no doubt about that for me.
5: I have, and I know I've said elsewhere, and I say it all the time, that I really have a hard time ranking things. You know, your top 10 album of the year, your top 10 Desert Island picks. But Teen Idols, self-titled, is for sure on my Desert Island pick. Just like the Yum Yums. I will never leave home and and get stranded on a desert island if I don't have the Yum Yums and I don't have that Teen Idols self-titled album. It is just a phenomenal, fun record. And if I'm ever in a foul mood, I know turning that record on is going to completely change my mood. You know, let's go make noise in the bathroom, dude. And, you know, Peanut Butter Girl. And
4: it's one of these albums that it's timeless. Like it can make a mid-40s asshole you put the record on and it makes <laughs> you think early like 50s, like,
5: bitch. Right? Maybe, yeah,
4: maybe maybe you still look cool. You don't. Maybe you could go fight somebody. You can't. Right? You know what I mean? But it's like Teen no. Idols gives you that. I don't know. gives you a little bit of uh, audio courage, you know,
5: it wasn't. Just until a couple of years ago, I used to have a Jeep Wrangler. And I would one of the things I would do in the middle of the summer along the coast of Maine, I'd take the top off of the Wrangler. I'd cruise around in my Jeep and I would blast that Teen Idols record. And typically, hopefully trying to like have it be as loud as possible at a stop sign when like Let's Make Noise comes on, you know, because that's the kind of trash that I am. But oh, what a good time that (laughs) is. Love it. I mean, you can't. Oh, that is just. Yeah.
4: All right. So the other the other nominees, Unlovables, Crush Boyfriend, Heartbreak, Cletus, Horseplay Leads to Tragedy, The Richies, Pet Summer, and of course, The Sludgeworth. Losers of the Year. Sludgeworth.
5: Just got that in the mail today, actually. Yeah. So thank you, Toby, for that. Definitely. Yeah, I was listening to that, getting myself all vibed up and, and jazzed up and warmed up for this little award show tonight. So that is currently sitting on my turntable. So again, thanks, Toby. Psyched. This has been one of my favorite albums for years. And to actually have it on a piece of wax is... Ugh, what a way to start the new year.
4: Ironically, they turn Mm -hmm. out to be one of the losers of the year. (laughs) But (laughs) boom. Yeah, but it's 2022 and we've already... uh, there's already been two Teen Idols awards. <laughs> which is crazy. And there's gonna be an appearance by Phil Hill coming up. But yeah, huge thanks to Yoshi from the Nerdy Jugheads if you haven't checked Absolutely. them out. I, I think I think somebody told me that there was some new Nerdy Jughead stuff coming out soon, so I can't wait. They're fucking great.
5: Fantastic. Yes, they are. A lot of fun. Yes. Absolutely. Super great energy. A lot of fun.
4: Alright, next up, best video. Mmm. I was trying to think of who could do the best video, and I happened to be on YouTube one night. and just I was looking mm-hmm. at something, and um, I got uh, uh, whatever on the side popped up. It was uh, Flanders 72, and I'm like, hey, you know mm-hmm. what? I remember that band has like, you know, they have like a dozen fucking videos. And uh, I went down yeah, a little a rabbit dozen, hole. Yeah, a dozen, I think. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. went down the rabbit hole, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna reach out, and I'm gonna ask that guy to present best yeah. video of the year. So here you go.
8: Hey everybody! This is Paulinho from the Brazilian punk rock band Flanders 72. I'm here to present the award for the best video. So, nominees are... Remington's, Baby Ray. Cover Flops, Agent 99. Ghost Party, Worst Movies, Best Nights. The Manges, High on Stress. And Red Bones, Johnny Lawrence. And the Oscar goes to... The Mangies! High on stress! Congratulations, man! And by the way, I was in the crowd in that video! I love The manges. Congratulations again! See ya!
4: stress. Great fucking song. It's almost not oh. fair. It's filmed at Punk Rock Raduno. It's cheating, isn't it? It's cheating you <laughs> because the video is so cool looking.
5: And the presenter actually happens somehow to be in the video.
4: Perfect. Yeah. I had, I, I honestly, collusion? I knew yeah. like after he told me that I'm like, yeah, it totally like, it makes sense. You were there. I, I watched you play acoustic, you know?
6: Mm-hmm.
5: So, yeah. um, but the,
4: the nominees, Remington's Baby Ray, that was my favorite of the year. That was so fun. I fucking love that band. I love that song. The video was cool. Like, did you know like that the cook was actually Justin in the yeah. band? It was like mind boggling. How,
5: how long did it take you to realize that?
4: I watched it like four times.
5: <laughs> did it really take I you? I know, I'm a long? little slow. Right.
4: Anyways, uh, covert flops, Agent 99, which the record was last year, but the I don't know they put a video out this year. I I think they did it just to get on the show. Whatever, that's cool. Those guys, (laughs) I like those guys. (laughs) Chad's the man. Work it.
5: Chad Um, is the man. Work it.
4: uh, Ghost party, worst movies, best nights. Totally, yeah, I loved it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rat Bones, Johnny Lawrence, which I love that video because I just like I want to be in that room watching them play. You know. (laughs)
5: And Yeah, absolutely. It, it was a fun year for videos, and I, I really hope that that sort of takes off. Because, you know, we're of the MTV generation. You, you and I remember the night that MTV appeared on our televisions and changed the world forever. And I really kind of hope that, especially for this little part of the world, music-wise, that we hang out in, It's really fun to see the personalities and and cleverness behind uh, not just the bands, you know, but the videos that they produce, just the stories that they tell. Like, you know, Agent 99, that whole get smart thing was fantastic. From you know, covert flops, but yeah, yeah, Baby Ray. I'm going to tell you one thing that I absolutely love, and I loved about Batfoot too, but with Remingtons is I am a huge fan of euphemisms. I am a huge fan of of saying things that could have several other, perhaps less than savory interpretations. Makes me laugh. I have a good time and I love it. And nobody nails euphemisms like the Remingtons.
4: Yeah. And, and hey, I got to mention that uh, some people might say, who the fuck are the Remingtons? Right. The album actually is coming out. It's actually done. It's like ready to go. Yes. Um. It's actually up for pre-order right now, and it should be shipping in a couple of weeks. Craig's Craig's got to so take a fun. trip. He's got to go to Japan, and once he gets back, you will be able to buy the new album from Remingtons. Craig is the best.
5: Dude rules. He's a legend. What can you say? Absolutely. I love our Aussie.
4: All right, enough about Craig. We got something. We got something very special now. Do we really? Yes, we have a live performance from Capcom Heroes. And and they even gave us a new song. It's it's not a it's not a lame old one. It's a new one, <laughs> a lame new one. No, it's, it's actually not a lame old one, the song. It's not a new one. <laughs> the song fucking rules. Anyways,
9: it's, yeah.
4: I think they're ready. All right, Capgun Heroes. Hey,
9: what's up, Dummy Room Awards? We're the Capgun Heroes. Here's a new fucking song that's available tomorrow
2: on all platforms. Once again, congrats to all the Dummy Room winners and to all you losers. Fuck you. Better luck next year. To wanna be? She don't wanna be. To
9: wanna be? She don't wanna be. She don't wanna be around here anymore. let she she's sorry, but she needs to leave this place. She wants more from life before it gets too late.
4: You can hear it tomorrow, apparently, on all the streaming services.
5: <laughs> all the streaming services. Yeah, it's you know called something? With You, by Come the way. On. With You by Cap Gun Heroes. Oh, yeah. These guys know how to write a song. These guys know what a woman wants to hear. But good goddamn, you're going to get the girl if you keep writing songs like this. Absolutely. Hits me I,
4: to the core. I'll give them the nookie. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> no, they. No, uh, it was
5: fantastic. Yeah, you should do it. You should do a whole Undertones teenage kicks thing like John Peel show and play it twice in a row.
4: You can hear it tomorrow on all the streaming services. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to do with that either. That's not coming through me. Uh, but I love Capgun Heroes. They're they're buddies of mine, yes, and I think absolutely. they're just. Uh, certainly one of the best bands going one of the best bands in many right. many years cool stuff never And never just...
5: disappoint I don't think I've been disappointed by a single thing I've I've heard from Cap Gun Heroes at all
4: so I was I was like I just came up one night I'm just thinking about it. I'm like god damn I'd really like to have uh, maybe, maybe Cap Gun Heroes just play live on the Dummy Room Awards and I just hit them up and I wasn't gonna ask anybody else if they turned me down, so I'm glad they said yeah. So it's a nice little break, Absolutely. nice little addition yes. to this year.
5: Thank you, boys. Absolutely phenomenal job. Of yep. course.
4: All right, now Thank get the fuck you. out.
5: Yes. Woo.
4: All right. Um, this is uh, the next award. Is I didn't think we were gonna pull it off this year. Last year there were so many, so many nominees, and it was out of hand. And this year yes. I kind of had to struggle a little bit. But um, we, we came up with a few, and I tapped into my favorite uh, Austrian Ramon. I guess mm. that's lame. But anyways, it's Chris from the Mugwumps <laughs> doing uh, best Ramones related.
12: Hey, hey, this is Chris from Austria. I play in a band called the Mugwumps and I was asked to present the award for the best Ramones related release of 2022. The nominees are Jeff Palmer, Standing in the Spotlight, Redbones, I Killed Didi Ramone, What's Normal for the Spider, featuring Richie Ramone. And the winner is... Oh, because I'm an Austrian kid, I think I have to say that in German. Jeff Palmer hat sehr viel Glück. Didi King ist nicht verrückt. The winner is Jeff Palmer, with his version of Didi's iconic rap album Standing in the Spotlight. Released by one of my favorite people in our little underground rock and roll universe, Stefan, on the always great Stardump Records.
4: totally isn't the Austrian Ramon, but I don't know. I just came <laughs> up with that. Anyways, I fucking love the Mugwump, so I'm glad, Chris. Oh, I've, I've wanted to have him on for so long, and I don't know why I just – I've just been – I don't know. I've just been too too scared to ask. You know, it's like asking Jimmy Vapid to do the show. It's like he's going to say no. He ain't going to do it. Absol- Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, actually, Jimmy won't see, do it, but last year did it, so. This is
5: where I have to sit you down and pull out the mom voice and say, Nate, knock it off. It's like, remember Stuart Smalley from Saturday Night Live? I want you to sit down right now, turn to a mirror, and tell yourself.
3: I'm, I'm good enough. enough. I'm,
1: I'm smart, smart enough. enough. And doggone it, people like me.
4: I gotta get him.
5: Well, you released that live at Reduno.
4: Absolutely. album. I love the Mugwumps. They are so good. Uh, yeah, Anyways, we're, we're, we're way off track because we're not giving uh, all the accolades <laughs> to Mr. Oh. Jeff Palmer. Standing oh, in the spotlight. Eh.
5: Absolutely. I like you it know, better than
4: Dee Dee's. I'll tell you that. You know
5: something, and I honestly, you know, I heard a few tracks on it and I and and I'm gonna fully admit, which really surprises me because I will listen to anything that Jeff puts out there. But I heard his version of it and it's absolutely as great as you would expect anything jeff to put out it, it it's wonderful but i was a little trepidatious in the beginning you know to to listen to it because when you listen to the dd version you know and and people will say he was completely serious when he did this record but unfortunately for us as listeners we listen to it and enjoy it perhaps for the absolute ridiculousness yeah you know? yeah i mean <laughs> i i hate i hate to think that you know I mean, that probably is a really harsh thing to say because poor messed up Dee thought this is going to be the penultimate thing that he does with his career. And it was just something that we sort of <laughs> had fun to laugh along with. And then along comes the ever-talented and incredibly creative mind of Jeff Palmer, and he turns it into something completely new and just does an amazing job with it. Totally. What you, you don't expect anything less from Jeff Palmer. You don't expect anything less than than that from Stardom Records. And Jeff, once again, proving to you that you can make wine out of water, I guess.
4: I liked how we just said, fuck the Ramones, you know, cover albums, tribute albums, mm-hmm. and just, just fucking go right to, you know, right. D.D. King. I thought that was cool. What?
5: You know, very cool, because unfortunately, there are times, you know, when there are a lot of covers that are done by various people and bands and everything. And one thing that you hear often from fans is, why do a cover if you're going to make it sound exactly like the original release? You know, bring some of your own personality into it. Bring some of your own spark into it. Put, Put a creative spin to it. And that's, of course, exactly what Jeffrey did. And, of course, he won the award, and he fully deserves it.
4: Yeah, yeah. Nominees, Rat Bones, I Killed Dee Dee Ramone, featuring Jason V. Didn't win. Excellent
5: song. Love <laughs> and, uh, that song. Yeah,
4: totally, totally. And uh, Hawaiians, the Hawaiians' uh, mm. What's Normal for the Spider, that. featuring Richie Ramone. That was that you know, Hawaiians record. Oh. One of the coolest things about this award this year is it was we had we had a, a Ramon solo album covered. We had a song about a Ramon and one featuring a Ramon. So there's mm-hmm. like, is it's it's pretty loose, right? I mean, it's it's related. It is, but um, you
5: know, you know, you gotta pay to. homage where homage is due. You, you can't overlook that.
4: What I liked was uh, the committee did not vote for the um, Richie Ramon EP oh. that came out this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I. Th- th- oh. These are all better. I mean, it's. It is, you know.
5: It is Anyways,
4: what it is. Ra- rap Bone song fucking rules.
5: It is so great. I mean. You I know what the know. hard part of doing all this is, Nate? Is that when we talk about stuff, I instantly want to go put that song on and listen to it.
6: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
5: I, I'm such an impulsive person that, oh, now I need to go listen to that Rap Bone song. Yeah. Get yeah. it. But I had a hard right. time I had a hard
4: time deciding what uh, what song to play from from standing in the spotlight. And I just I just had to go right. with my favorite, you know.
5: Yeah, and it's quintessential Jeff. Quintessential Jeff. It's, so it's so perfect. good.
4: I actually perfect. sing along when I'm driving Baby to that song doll. and I just yeah. like I sound like shit and I don't give a fuck.
5: I, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, I run around this house, my poor children. They're years of therapy in the waiting for these poor kids, listening to their mother just belt out, squelching out these renditions thinking she sounds you know like shania twain
4: (laughs) (laughs) all right next next award i i I wanted to reach out to this guy um because he had a rough year something terrible happened to this guy this year oh we uh we almost lost an egg Mm -hmm. but uh but he pulled through and it's phil mccracken you know he had a stroke and he
5: was our Humpty Dumpty. Like this motherfucker, Absolutely. he
4: almost died, right? I mean, I don't know yeah. if it was that close, but fuck, it seemed like... Well,
5: it was scary. It was yeah, yeah, very, sure. very scary for a long while and so impressed by his recovery. But
4: Nicest yeah. guy. I don't want to say the nicest guy in Canada, but he's one of them. You know, he's, he's pretty cool. He's and uh, he's hes always been just a sweetheart to, uh, to me and to the dummy room. So here he is to present Best Split... <laughs>
9: Hey, all you dummy rumors and eggheads out there! It's Phil McCracken from McCrackens, and I get to announce an
13: award—an award that has not just one band but two bands. It's the Best Split Award, and this year's nominees are the Wannabes and Mugwumps, Zoonoids and Proton Packs,
9: Cheap Pops, and look at Martians—the suck. And Johnny Deppian and the Bad Lieutenant's Huntington's and Travolta's, and this year's award goes to Solenoids and Proton Packs. Freaking awesome! That rules. Take care. See ya.
4: Thought this was going to be like a Huntington's Travolta's mm-hmm. victory by mm-hmm. a landslide, just because those two bands are fucking mm-hmm. legends. We've been waiting 20 years for that split, and it finally came. Yes. And I think it just it just it came out just. I don't even think people had them necessarily. It, no, when they were no, because voting. I
5: remember I remember bringing that up. I'm like, you know, this doesn't get released for a couple of days past our, you know, because you have we have the. Um, the, the time frame that we work with is December yeah, yeah. 1st of the previous year up until November 30th of the current year. And I was yeah, like, yeah. wait a minute, guys, slow your roll. This doesn't come out for a few days. But it was actually, in all fairness, it is eligible because it was released previously or rather earlier digitally. Yeah. yeah. So regardless of the <laughs> format, regardless of the format, if, if a piece was released, it's going to be up for nomination if it meets the deadline, and they just happened to meet that deadline. And you're right, legendary. You sit there and say, all right, there's no way anybody's going to, you know, just out of pure respect for the legends that Huntington's and Travolta's are, you like, no brainer, right? But, But hey, pizza records.
4: Well, it was I buy records, mom's basement, and hey pizza. Hey it's zoanoids it and, and effort, for sure proton packs mm. are are excellent. Zoanoids are mm-hmm. excellent. It was perfect. You know, and, and I uh, think
5: we were talking about it, and you, there are you know, there's just such a seamless vibe to them. They just flow into each other so yeah, well. Totally. You know, they're you know. Like you said, it's just a match made in punk rock heaven. Zoonoids and Proton Packs. It was I wouldn't.
4: I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have voted for it because I've heard that thing so many fucking times this year, <laughs> and like I saw that cover. It. You know, I've touched. I've touched it so often. I'm like, I would have went. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a hard time. You know, I really like the the suck Johnny Terry and the Bad Lieutenant seven inch. Mm-hmm. Um, it Absolutely. looks cool, sounds cool, mm-hmm. and I, of course, I love the Mugwumps wannabe split.
5: Mm- oh. Dear God, you know, before I even heard that, because I love Mugwump so much and the Wannabes, just oh, if you want to know a way to my heart, you just sit there, you just on a loop continuously play Wannabes, and I'm I'm there, you know. So I that was my pick before I even heard the damn thing, and of course that was uh, released on Mom's Basement uh, Passport.
4: Absolutely. You know, his,
5: His latest passport edition there over there at Mom's Basement. So kudos to you guys.
4: I think it's the best split seven inch series there ever was. Mm. And the Cheap Pops, sorry. The Cheap Pops and Look At Martians.
6: Mm -hmm. I got that
4: before it was out too and I listened to the shit Mm -hmm. out of those songs. Somebody sent I think it was Marky Marky from the Cheap Pops sent it to me. And Mm -hmm. excellent songs. I actually Super fun. Last year Cheap Pops had the had the album out. And IEP uh, and um, I fucking loved it. One of the yeah. one of my favorite songs of the year was Cheap Pops." And if yeah, you I haven't got it, get get on board because they're excellent. Mm-hmm. Both those bands are good, actually. So right. so every band on the splits list was excellent.
5: Per usual, though, you know, yeah, and yeah. we go through these categories, we go through these nominees, and every single one is valid and deserves to be there. As well as, again, you know, the probably 10 to 20 other nominees that easily could have made this. Yeah, yeah. Easily. It was just, you you had to narrow it
4: down. Before you get all pissy, mangies, (laughs) the Mangy cracks. Um... The Manji cracks record. It's gonna have to go next year because it came out so right. late. And I was like, you know what? Yep. Fuck it. I'm just we'll just put it on next year because there's mm-hmm. a, this is already loaded. You know.
5: Right. <laughs> right. Gives us a head start for next year for sure.
4: Next award. Um, hmm. Uh, best EP.
5: We, yeah, we have got um, the best EP. And here to introduce it is another band that has risen like a phoenix out of the ashes of the pop-punk world. The Young Hasselhoffs delivered an incredible album. This album is just so rich and gorgeous and just lush. Fantastic album. Put out again by, of course, Mom's Basement Records. So we we were lucky enough to have Jason from Young Hasselhoffs join us to bring us nominees for EP of the Year.
7: Greetings, internet. Coming at you from Omaha, Nebraska, this is Jason, the bass player for the Young Hasselhoffs, arguably the best-looking and second-most talented member of the band, depending on who you ask. I am here to present the nominees for Best EP of 2022. Let's get right into it, shall we? The nominees are Neon Bone, Blame It All On Me, The Slurmies, ep Ocalypse, or Apocalypse. I'm not sure which it is. Sorry, guys. If there was a category for best name, the Jasons would certainly be front runners. They put out Jarvis House this past year. The Young Rochelles released Interstellar Communication and Mean Jeans, Hits from the Bog. Without further ado, drum roll please, the winner is Neon Bone. Blame it all on me. Congratulations, guys. Congratulations to all of our nominees. And to all the bands like ours who are working so hard to put out music almost no one cares about, keep it up. Happy New Year.
4: This was um, this was a tight one. Mm. <laughs> this one went back and forth, mm. and I remember I, I messaged John one night. And I said, "Dude, Neon Bone and the Jasons are tied, and I'm right. expecting of one ballot tomorrow, you-, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing." And it came <laughs> and, in, and I'm and like, "Yeah,
5: you're not allowed to be the tiebreaker on that one, John."
4: <laughs> and, and neither am I. And uh, <laughs> but the, the funny thing is, like, it came in and Neon Bone won, but I don't think John cares because I know John is is a huge fan of Neon Bone. Yes. And we're I both mean. fans of both bands and all these bands. Like mm-hmm. I thought I put out that Neon Bone thing. I fucking loved it. So I was happy they won. But I mean the other nominees, the Slurmies, the Jasons, the Young Rochelles and and Mean Jeans, um, all great mean releases. Gene,
5: legends themselves. But you know something? Speaking of the Slurmies, just great to see them getting attention. I know we've mentioned that was them, great EP. you know, over the years a couple of times and to finally have them here. In a category being nominated for an award, you know, great band out of Italy, the Slurmies, they were also um, at Punk Rock Reduno. Super fun, super great time. Just stoked to finally have them get the recognition that they deserve, for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, that EP there with Neon Bone, oh, what can you say? He's another one, gets it right every single time. Oh, so I don't good. think I'm ever disappointed in anything I've heard from Neon Bone. Absolutely.
4: I was I was really happy because I I didn't know because it was yeah just the two song thing who knows you know but uh, songs were killer you know great cover mm-hmm. of course and blame it all on me is like one of those oh. now classic hits from that band you know
5: mm. love and, it yeah absolutely and yeah the cover was great and uh, the artwork. I loved the artwork for that, absolutely. So just all-encompassing, they could have hit a bunch of different categories if you ask me, but one best EP of the year and well-deserved. And I'm just glad to see, you know, that Neon Bone is still in the game and still with us here for another year on the award show.
4: Yeah, and uh, a huge thanks to Jason from the Young Hasselhoffs. I know uh, Indeed. just to have those guys involved, like you said, they just, right. they're back. Great album, and uh, one of my favorites of the year, actually.
5: Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. And, of course, the music and the instrumentation is, is super important when it comes to your listening pleasure. But, And I've mentioned it here a few times. If you know how to sing a song that captures me lyrically, if you're able to emote, whether they're authentic or not. I remember that time Cody was on the show talking about, you know, what's this about? This has got to be about a girl. This has got to be a situation. No, dude, I just made it up. Bullshit. (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) Don't, don't, don't do that, man. Don't tell me you just made it up because I was sitting here thinking, you are just the most amazing man. You get it. You understand women. You get it. And that was the young Hasselhoffs for me. What beautiful lyrics and just to be able to get to the the heart of emotions and depth and, and sadness and despair, but yet deliver it in such a gorgeous, gorgeous way. Excellent.
4: Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, yet the again,
5: carrying on about the presenters, forgetting the categories, but that's just that just goes to show you what a stellar year it's been for music that not only are the categories and the winners of, of the categories – just fantastic but the presenters themselves dude kudos
4: i don't know jason at all i've never met him but i i think he's a tattoo artist in the uh nebraska area omaha maybe i don't know i don't know where they're from but if you're if you're looking for a tattoo
5: (laughs) and you're in the and you're in the neighborhood of nebraska
4: maybe (laughs) i could be totally fucking wrong maybe he's not a tattoo artist and he's like what the fuck you know this guy's an idiot (laughs)
5: he's up there in north dakota running a gas station who knows yeah
4: yeah <laughs> um oh hey hold on hey jason v stopping by all right we got we got to check this out
14: Well, well, well. Look who it is. It's your best friend in the whole wide world, Jason fucking V from the Jasons, here with the uh, intermission for the Dummy Room Awards. Yeah, that's right. They took my job away from me. Yeah, last year I was like Billy Crystal at the Oscars, but now I'm like the usher that says, make sure you don't slip while you're getting your popcorn. Yeah, it's whatever, man. I guess they got Reverend Norb from Borus, the Sprinkler this year, which is fine, man. I mean, I'm sure the guy's got some fans out there. I mean, I don't know any. Well, unless you count uh, Athena Athens, who only pretends to like him so she can put their shit out on 8-track. Kind of like she did with us. But, uh, yeah, whatever, man. Um, I got no problems with Reverend Norb for stealing my job, even though that's what happened. Um, but I am going to go ahead and put his name into some classic uh, Yo Mama So Skinny jokes as a little bit of petty revenge. So, uh, yeah, Reverend Norb's so skinny that he hula hoops with a Cheerio. Uh, yo, Reverend Norb's so skinny that his belt has to have spandex in it. Yo, uh, Reverend Norb's so skinny that if you set a sesame seed on his head and turned him sideways, he would look like a pushpin. And last but not least, yo, Reverend Norb's so skinny that the Olsen twins called and asked for their eating disorder back. Uh, yeah, so anyway, let me go ahead and move on and give you a little recap of what you missed while you were sleeping through the boring part of this uh, podcast, which is, uh, by the way, every part that doesn't involve Jason fucking V, your best friend in the whole wide world. So... What you might have missed was the fact that uh, the Jasons got fucked over this year on the Best EP category because our two-year-old record went up against a bunch of uh, current records. So, uh, yeah, we lost to Neon Bone. Congratulations to them. Uh, Yeah, you beat a two-year-old record that everyone's tired of. Uh, You should feel very accomplished. Uh, Moving on from that, uh, we got the category of Best Production Dude, which went to uh, Justin Perkins. And I think I can speak for everyone when I say... I don't know who the fuck that is. As a matter of fact, I don't know who the fuck any of these people are and I guess that's what it's all about with Best Production Dude, right? They're the guy behind the scenes, the invisible hand, kind of like the guy that called me when we uh, recorded Get Fucked and said, yo Jason V, listen, your drummer sucks and he can't play 16th notes so we're going to replace every single one of them with uh, digital drums. And I said, okay, boom, classic album. So uh, yo, Let's go ahead and give a big round of applause to all the production dudes out there, except for the guy that works with uh, the Mr. T Experience. He should win Worst Production Dude because he never auto-tuned Dr. Frank's terrible fucking vocals. But that's just personal opinion. For Best Cover Song, we got the dropped out covering uh, 20 Below by the Teen Idols. And man, what a fucking banger. I'll tell you what, we were nominated in this category by uh, covering uh, the worst song the Lillington's ever covered, which was Oh Boy, and we did a slightly better job than they did, because their version was fucking terrible, but ours was also pretty fucking terrible, and not as terrible as the Buddy Holly version, but anyway, dropped out, did a great version of 20 Below, complete with those sexy, sexy female vocals, and, uh, I can't say anything bad about the song. Now, as far as the band goes, that's one thing they don't have is any sexy sexiness, because I looked at the dudes in the band, and there's no way I could jerk off to them like I did to that Teen Idols cover back in the day, because look, boys, man boobs don't count. Uh, Anyways, uh, let's move on to Best Artwork, which uh, this year went to Flamingo Nosebleed horror section, covert flops, and ghost parties show at the Brass Rail. And I think uh, probably the 50 people who attended that show in Fort Wayne, Indiana, would be really excited. For the rest of us, who gives a fuck? What a weird category. What a weird win. Anyways, best reissue goes to the Teen Idols self title, And I honestly got to say... One of my favorite records of all time. They have a song called Porno Shop. I like porno and I like to shop for it. Usually online though because I can maintain my anonymity. So you guys don't know that I'm one of the guys from Masked Intruder. But anyways, the only other reissue that I think might have been better this year was probably the uh, Greendales reissue of the Riverdales first record where the Greendales did a better job and uh, also got me to do the part that Reverend Norb did on the Riverdales record. So take that you skinny fuck. I stole your job. Anyway, best video went to the Manges, high on stress, and these guys are super influential, right? I mean, not musically, but like in terms of getting uh, fucking pop punkers to wear those dorky striped t-shirts. These guys are super influential. I mean, the Young Rochelles wouldn't even exist without these guys. So, you know, all hail the Manges for uh, wearing a stupid looking t-shirt under your leather jacket and making it a trend. Moving on to uh, best Ramones related... I thought I was going to win this category. Well, I say I, but I mean, I thought the uh, Rat Bones song, I Killed Dee Dee Ramone, was going to win because I did vocals on it. And, uh, you know, I think we were firmly on track to this, except a dark horse came out of the shadows. And that dark horse was Jeff Palmer, who came out of the shadows and uh, picked up the biggest albatross in the history of pop punk, which is fully recording... The uh, Standing in the Spotlight Dee, Dee Ramones solo rap record in full and releasing it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's more Ramones than that. I haven't listened to it, but I can tell you one thing. It's got to be better than Dee Dee's rap record version because Dee is a fucking terrible rapper. So, hey, I guess uh, congratulations, Jeff Palmer, for uh, re-recording the worst thing that ever happened to Pop Punk. After that we got the Zoonoids and the Proton Packs taking home the victory and best split 7-inch record and uh, it's pretty interesting man, they beat out the Huntington's Travolta split. Now, musically I haven't heard either one of these records, surprise, surprise, but visually I'm telling you what man, nobody can beat Cliffy Huntington. A, he's got a better look, B, he's got a better wig, and C, he does a better job at making that shitty guitar tone that he plays with look good in spite of its shittiness. So, uh, I don't know, for me, Cliffy wins all the time, every time, but hey, Zoonoids and Proton Packs, good job and good luck in all your future endeavors. And by that, I mean Proton Packs, good luck recording shit in the future, and Zoonoids, I guess you're not a band anymore, so good luck working at Burger King. Anyway, the next category is, of course, everybody's most anticipated category, Best record label. And while I can't tell you who won the category, I can tell you who I think should win. And that's Mom's Basement Records. Cause they're the Jason's record label. And I mean, they got some other bands and stuff too. Shitty bands like the Man Robs and like whoever else. But anyway, Mom's Basement Records should take this victory home because the Jasons got fucked over hardcore in this entire awards ceremony. And a win for Mom's Basement is a win for us. Cause we basically take all the credit for all their success. But, uh, yeah, man, so good luck, John Mom, and, uh, yo, if you ever stop supporting the Jasons, then I'm gonna slander you here next year and, uh, probably go over to Fat Records like they've been asking me to ever since they lost their gimmick band. So, yo, this is Jason fucking V, uh, saying, uh, Nate, you fucked me over by, uh, giving Reverend Nord my job, and I probably won't do this next year, so, uh, fuck off.
4: Always great to hear from Jason V. And uh, since the show was getting a little long, nice little intermission there for us. I took a little break. I took a piss. And I got something to drink. I'm ready to finish the show. Yeah,
5: I'm, I'm working on it on myself. You know, I, as a lady, I retired to the lavatory and freshened myself up. I powdered my nose. I poured myself another cocktail.
4: Last year for the uh, for the best label, I had to, uh, I had to tap. One of my one of my favorite label dudes, Adam from It's Alive Records, loved his label, mm-hmm. and uh, he participated, and he said he was going to be in it this year, or he was hoping to, and he lied apparently, and I'm a little <gasps> disappointed because I've always oh. loved It's Alive, and I was really hoping his comeback was this year, so I'm hoping for next year. Are um, we
6: taking
5: away his participation trophy?
4: I did not take away his oh, participation good, good, trophy, good. but I did hit up somebody else from another uh, former label absolute legendary label um, larry livermore from lookout records
1: hello this is larry livermore formerly of a, a record label that i see does not seem to be nominated here i'm I realize uh, we haven't existed for many, many years, but somehow I had this kind of a feeling that maybe we should be nominated anyway, like for like all time greatest label or whatever, but not the case. And to be fair, we had our moment in the sun, not our turn anymore. So this year we're going to uh, read the list of labels that are still functioning and still doing great stuff and to hear who you have chosen as Best Label of 2022. And the nominees are Striped Music, Mom's Basement Records, Monster Zero Records. That one's named after a queer song, I think, but I could be wrong. Stardom Records, I know them too. And I Buy Records, which is a new one to me. I've heard of all the others, but I Buy Records, welcome to the contest. But now we come to choosing the winner, and they can't all win, although I'm sure they all deserve to. The people have spoken, and this year's winner is Mom's Basement Records. You can all applaud now or throw your hats in the air and cheer. Uh, thanks for having me be part of this. I'm glad to uh, announce this good news, and congratulations to Mom's Basement Records, and better luck next year to all the others.
4: If I could get anybody better to award Mom's Basement with the third year in a row award than Larry Livermore. <clears throat> What'd you think of
6: that?
5: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were still on a break. What were we talking about?
4: We are talking about legendary Larry Livermore passing the torch to the next legend.
5: Oh, did you win?
4: Johnny Trish. Did you
5: win? What? What? <laughs> I did not win. Oh, twenty-eight <laughs> releases. Like twenty-eight releases. God damn. And it's
4: not always about quantity. It's about quality. And I feel right. like Mom's Basement delivered some super they fucking did. fantastic <laughs> albums this year. Rat Bones, Stick It Pole Cats, Young Hasselhoffs, what we we're talking about. Yodies, There's so many, I can't even I can't even think.
5: Twenty eight.
4: Twenty eight releases. Amazing. I, I just looking at the list. It's the bands that are on Mom's Basement. Unbelievable.
5: Quite man. a roster.
4: Indie. You know, I think a lot... Quite a johns he's a bit of a cheater. You know, he cheats. He does a, he does a <laughs> hey, big festival, hey, right? I have
5: been warned by my lawyers to not say that it was rigged.
4: This guy has a great label, but then he's like, fuck that, that's not good enough. I'm going to put together a fest. Right. Bonus points. And then he does the Christmas online party. Bonus points. Right? So it's like, the like, guy can't lose. He's never going to, you yeah. know...
5: He, he finds every nook and cranny in every corner and he fills it with, mom basement, <laughs> with mom's basement.
4: Yeah, no, I, 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 John is, he's the best dude. And, he's uh, a he's
5: savvy, a- savvy dude, for sure. And hey, let's not forget the backbone that makes that man stand up. Miss Tricia Ritz herself running the operation.
4: She's the one that does all the shit work. She gets to go to the post Oops. office. That's the worst part. <laughs> She does that, so she deserves uh, as much credit as John. But um, Absolutely. Yeah, anyways. <laughs>
5: Just, and before anybody loses their head, yeah, no. I am completely on board, 100%. This was absolutely not a rigged category. Kudos to Mom's Basement and John and Trisha.
4: I don't, was it not Rick? John wasn't even a, uh, in the committee this year. I kicked he him out. He was
5: not in the He kicked him
4: out, right? I'm like, this dude's right. winning too much. We got to get him out. And he still <laughs> won. Anyways, and no. he
5: still won. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you did. You made it more diverse. You switched it up a lot, you know, and and, and just in order to sort of keep that, that flow going, that, honest, that honesty and that fairness, switched up. The committee and changed out the members so if you were a participant in the committee previously and weren't this year absolutely had nothing to do with with you it was just a matter of keeping the honesty and the fairness and the freshness in it and getting different perspectives for for things so yeah every committee every year has been outstanding and this one of course included in that and you're right, you know, John, John wasn't a part of the committee this year and still managed to to pull it out and, you know, get the trifecta. Amazing.
4: So the other labels, I buy records is ran by uh, Andrea Imbelzano, Andrea. who is mm. who is the nicest dude and he's been helping us Amazing. out. So he deserved it. Uh, Stardom and Monster Zero, two legendary European punk rock labels Absolutely. that are way more important than Mom's Basement. And then there's striped music, which 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 so had now,
5: so I appreciate you saying that because now instead of me getting John's
4: heat. No, no, now, no you'll I'm going somewhere. John's. But I'm going I'm going somewhere with this. And then you got Stripe, all right, all right, go who ahead, they put out ahead. the best Mangies album oh, this year. They Stripe, put out dude. a screeching weasel record. They were involved right. in the Mangies D crack split. The Slurmy ZP. I mean, the mm-hmm. punk rock Ruduno stuff, I mean Striped yeah. had an unreal year, and yet John Amazing. had such a great year that he still beat them all.
5: Right, right. So he was up against some heavy, heavy competition. Yeah. And John, you know, John was probably sweating a little bit this year because of shit. You know, the, he wasn't sweating. He, was...
6: <laughs> he
4: fucking knew I'm it. trying
5: to give the man a little humility. Come on. Someone's got to do it. Come on now.
4: <laughs> no, he's such a nice guy. And I mean, I think he is. John's uh, wonderful. I mean, he, he just does so much it's I know it's
5: pores. it's in his DNA. It is and he what's can't uh, what escape I,
4: it. Yeah, and the one thing that I I love about this award, this is my favorite award because I don't know, like I know how fun it is and how frustrating it is to run a label and mm-hmm. and and when you when you are able to like I can't imagine for Andrea from the Mangies and Striped. Mm. I can't imagine what it's like for him right? when he found out he got to put out a screeching weasel record, another one, like
5: <laughs> huge. You know, for for a man of his his status, you know, and yeah, oh yeah. God, I thought you were burping. No, like, no, 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 Really? Yeah, I was <laughs> just on.
4: sucking on something. Anyways, but wow. but when hmm. you put out like, when what? you find out, um, when you when you find a new band, and you get to, you discover right. a band and you get to put out their first record, whether it's a seven inch or a full and length, and nurture them, and, and and people and it and, yeah. and it, it grab people grab onto it and they love it. It's like there's nothing better than that. And John has yeah. done it so many fucking times. Right. And I mean, all these labels have. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, they're all great labels, but
5: it's like, you know. And I know you hear that. Well, oh, I can't just, you know, when you ask an artist or, a, or or a label executive or what have you, you know, what what's your favorite? And they say, well, you can't pick. They're all my babies. And I I think there's like some truth to that. As corny and cheesy as a saying, oh, I can't pick, they're all my babies, you know? I I wouldn't say that. I think
4: that's corny as shit. I'll I'll tell you what my favorite is. It is corny as
5: shit. And I'm not ashamed to be (laughs) as corny as shit. We all know that. But what I I guess the gist of it is, is essentially, like you said, you, you discover this band and find something really great like this nugget of greatness with this band and you're able to get a hold of them and and bring them to you know a a wider stage for people to listen to them and get to release their stuff and see them grow and just you know and sometimes bands do they grow out of their their indie diy labels and they move on to other things But the pride that you must have, and you yourself included, the pride that you must have in discovering a band and and being there at the beginning, releasing their stuff and just see them evolve and grow. It's got to be an amazing feeling, much like, you know, raising a kid. I wouldn't know. I have no idea. I'm talking out of my ass, but, you know. I like to think of it that way, you
4: know. Yeah, yeah. No, I just—I mean, I just—I just love this award because I feel like I get to honor these guys because I—I look up to all of these labels, mm. and I've worked
6: with—I've no uh, worked with
4: two of them now, and mm. there's a third one I'm working with this year. So i will mm. leave it at that little teaser for you. But like you Spoilers. said, when you discover. A a new band and and get to put out their first record, and you're you're nervous. You don't know how it's going to go, and people—they might not.
6: People going
5: to like it? Are they going to dig it? They going to buy it? Yeah, and it doesn't
4: always matter. It doesn't matter if it sells really well as long as you like it, because that's why you do it. Mm -hmm. But when people Mm -hmm. grab onto it and they love it, it's like I was—I was right. And they
5: validate. They validate your decision.
4: Absolutely. I mean, Mom's Basement has done this numerous times. Like they have put out so many records by bands that no one's ever heard of, right. and suddenly uh, more people, you know, love them. Whatever. Mm-hmm.
5: And and that you know what I mean. And that just helps the scene overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because because it gives other bands who might just be hanging out, like, you know, practicing in a garage somewhere, in you know, in their bedrooms, what have you, doing what they do, saying wow these guys made it maybe we can too and it it gives them the confidence and and the courage to 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 put their stuff out there which is what we need bands to keep doing is is understanding that you know you may not you know be discovered yet but look what he did with this band look what she did with this band and look at where they are now this could be us someday and it kind of it propels you to keep trying and and putting it out there and doing what you love and and allowing us to be, giving us the, the opportunity to enjoy it as well and, yeah, yeah. And, to, and to spread it around.
4: One thing that I really love about doing a label is listening to bands, like I'm, I'm thinking of one band and I'll get to it, but when I listen to them, I kind of have this, this sense of, Pride, like I was so happy, like capitalist kids. I put out the first Mm -hmm. seven inch like 10, 12 years ago, whatever it was, but I still love that band and they're still Mm. kind of going maybe whatever it is, but it's like they still play shows and it's just like when I listen to them, like, damn, I, I still love this band and I just had it right. It didn't sell a thousand copies, whatever, but I just... I feel like I'm part of their history, and I'm I'm proud and of that. Are. And it's with Absolutely, all the stuff are. that I'm still releasing. There's there's releases today that you know that I'm releasing. That it's like I'm really happy to be part of this band's right. history.
5: It's an honor for you as much as anybody else. Yeah.
4: And it's totally leading us into the next award. So <laughs> without further ado, um, best new band. Best New
5: Band. I had
4: and to I had to reach out to Italy for this one for some help. Oh. Uh, Stefanino from Popsters from Tough reached out to him and he's here to present the award for Best New Band. <laughs>
9: Hello, this is Stefanino from Pop, from Tough, from Veterans. I'm very happy to be here to present the award for the best new band. Thanks a lot for the opportunity. Uh, nominees are Limoges, Ghost Party, and Mana Robes. Uh, I have to say, I love all these bands. And the winner is. Limoges, ladies and gents. Congratulations to Lorenzo and the guys, very well
12: deserved. Thanks a lot and have a great time.
4: So tons of good I wouldn't say tons, but there was a decent amount of new bands this year. And of course, like everybody got it right. These these three finalists mm-hmm. I thought were excellent. Manarovs. Sure. were excellent. They came out of fucking nowhere. They're cool as shit. Ghost Party, they didn't exactly come out of nowhere. They they came from the ashes of horror the section and, and the putts. Yeah. And and it's fucking excellent. And then there's Lemouge. And I am totally stoked that I got to release this album. I feel like it yeah. is one of the best albums of the year, even though I released it, you know?
5: And and no shame whatsoever, you know, pat yourself on the back for that one. Indeed, this album, and I listen to it regularly still, and it was one of the earlier in the year releases um, for us to, to, to make the nominations, but just, I, uh, you know, I did... A little, uh, I got a hall pass from you to go onto another podcast, and and was trying to explain <laughs> to these to these folks in this other punk rock world that this was a, a little Italian super group, you, you know, and bringing together these forces from all of these different bands, and and creating something completely unique and new and fresh sounding out of the ashes of COVID lockdown forget it just like I said one of my favorites they were my choice for best band easily best new band easily <laughs> easily for me
4: i mean run away I, I put the record out but it's still like this was the one yeah. that i was not gonna be like nope not gonna vote for them i didn't vote but if i would have, they were gonna win you know i love this record i still listen to it I, I messaged you and craig the other night and like i got a problem what song do I play for? The, for right the, for right. them, they and, win. And what, chose, what song?
5: Yeah, and you chose the song. I, you know, I would have chosen Thirty Six, but it, it, that album definitely is, you know, one of those where you could pick any song from that record and it would still be a great representation of what it is to be the the best new band of twenty twenty two. So congratulations to Lamouge, um and thank you for uh, giving us just a spectacular record to enjoy continuously. That that like I said, I'm still listening to today.
4: They're a new band; no one's ever heard of them, but I I, I still hear people message me once in a while and tell me they're still mm-hmm. listening to this record. That's still like mm-hmm. it's their favorite album of the year and this and that. But uh, absolutely loved it. I I hope there's more. Me too.
5: Yeah, I just hope that it's there's not another pandemic that, that throws <laughs> yeah. them all into lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully to, not. To get, yeah, please don't make it a pandemic the reason why your creative juices get flowing, guys. just Just come together for any old reason and keep delivering the presents that you've delivered so far. Because we'll keep unwrapping them and enjoying them for just years to come, no
4: doubt and uh huge thanks to Stefanino for being involved Absolutely. that guy's so cool you know he's just cool a looking a legend legend yeah. himself yeah, totally i love i love like this is this is weird like i put this whole thing together i choose all these people mm-hmm. and i feel like i surround yeah. myself with some cool fucking you know guys
5: you do and and i and i do have to mention that whenever you mention Eno, i could sense the giddiness the joy that you had that he was actually involved you could sit there and talk to the legends that you talk to on a regular basis you know you know Joe Queer Ben Foster Andrea Mangis all of these guys and but the giddiness that you had and the excitement you had knowing that you were going to have Stefan Eno present an award was oh it was it was fantastic I loved every second of it you were just like a kid in a candy
4: store I'll be honest with you I get a little giddy with the rest of the show I love all oh. these people. So speaking of, I surround but myself this with next cool. One? I next When I say mm-hmm. I surrounded myself with cool people on this show, these four, right. starting with Stefanino, the whole show's good, but these right. last four, these are the coolest fuckers in rock and roll. And next up is
5: Oh. doing a new see. award.
4: A new award that, should I go into it now or should I do it after?
5: We can go into it after. Okay. Because I, I think that accolades need to be thrown onto this man because <laughs> you can never, ever listen to this man and be in a bad mood. The joy that emanates from him is contagious. You you cannot get enough. And if I could have him much like Jason motherfucking V, if there was anybody that I could just listen to on a continuous loop, it would be our next presenter who is going to deliver to us the coolest thing that happened in the entire year of 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you Mike D'Krakus from the Almighty d Krakis.
8: All right. Hey, hey, yo, party people! Mike from Decracks here. How's everybody doing? Can't
9: hear ya. Ah.
8: Once again, a year has passed, lots of things were happening in 2022, huh? What a ride it's been! The world opened up again after two years of the big cough. (laughs) Uh, Clubs and bars and restaurants opened again, shows were happening, records were released, masks were dropped, (laughs) beers were pounded, drugs were said no to, vitamins as well. (laughs) And uh, most importantly, Hugs were finally back. (laughs) Let's give everyone a big hug, shall we? Um, But yeah, our fine little bubble had lots of cool things happening also. And thanks to the one and only Dummy Room, I am here to present the winners of the coolest thing that happened award. You're the coolest guy presenting the coolest thing. Huh? How about that? So here are the nominees. Giant Eagles at... Punk Rock Raduno, The Suck plays a show, Nisba Fest. It's Alive, Stardom All-Star Band, playing Raduno, Queers, 40th Anniversary Tour, great stuff, and the winner is, <sighs> we need to work on those rolls. Giant Eagles at Punk Rock Raduno! Woo! What a great choice, people! I was there live and loved every second of it. Perfect choice! Congratulations, Giant Eagles, and thanks, Raduno, for making this happen.
9: Ooh, yeah! I used to hang around the Yeti I used to run around the block but now I've got nothing. Yeah, I'm stuck with nothing. I went to university, they never bothered to go oh, I've got nothing, yeah I'm stuck with nothing I'm stuck with nothing. He says that you do the economy He never bothers to call Oh, I've got nothing Yeah, I'm stuck with nothing
4: Like takes over. He'd be a guy like he's not a comedian, but if you put him on a stage and just put a mic in his hand, I would just sit there and listen to him just because he's he just I don't
9: know everything mesmerizing.
4: I just I think it's cool. Like he he has this great sense of humor that like I get and I love that I feel like maybe would fall on deaf ears sometimes, but it's like I fucking crack up.
5: Not he's he's amazing, and I am the exact same way when I listen to Mike. (laughs) Because there's no affectation, you know, he's not putting it on, he's just being a regular guy with a great sense of humor and a great insight, and just absolutely pure happiness.
4: So this was a weird year, there, some cool shit happened that I was like, man, I'd really like to talk about that on the award show, but right. I don't know how to just bring it up. But so there's I was no like,
5: there's no real category yeah, yeah, to yeah. sort of fit it into, right. Yeah, yeah.
4: Right. yeah. so, so it, it started with basically three things. A couple days before Halloween, there was a ghost party thing, like a beer commercial for natural fright beer. And uh, yes. I was like, I I was duped. <laughs> Teflon Dave wrote a beer jingle. I thought it was cool. And then there was, uh, before that, I thought about it. I thought, wow, I'd really like to, I got to remember to talk about that on the show, how cool that was. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered, oh, Boris the Sprinkler had their 30th anniversary this year. That's right. cool. And then there was uh, It's Alive, Nisba the NISBA right. uh, fest and I thought these are mm. really cool what can I do and then it hit me I'm like all kinds of cool shit happened giant eagles played right. a show you know so right. I put this together real quick and um of course giant eagles won because mm. they played Reduno, and they were amazing so of course
5: amazing
4: they won I mean I, I don't know They, all of these things are for me I mean I would have loved to have seen any of this shit but uh... just
5: essentially, if you were included in this category, that was some cool shit, dude. And thank you very much for 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 bringing that cool shit to us and letting us be a part of it. Because, you know, absolutely giant eagles, unbeatable because it was their first ever and so Supposedly their last ever, probably, live <laughs> probably. performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, a girl can dream, right? If a girl doesn't have dreams, what what does she have, really? I mean, fun. But
4: We also got a, a, maybe a one and only show from The Suck at Mom's Basement Fest.
5: Oh, I hope not, man. I wasn't able to be there in person, but I was able to watch it streaming online and God, what a good time those guys are too! Yeah, 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 they, they they killed it, it. It's like, what the heck am I doing here? Why am I not independently wealthy and able to travel at the drop of a hat to anywhere a great show is is being put on? Because I would have been at the Sock. I would have been at Reduno. And one of my favorites too was, you know, uh, the, the the Stardom All Star Band.
4: Yeah, yeah, loved very cool. It.
5: And having that rotating cast of singers coming out with yeah, Lone yeah. Wolf as a backing band, God, what a great time that was, you know. Yep. So, here, here's to uh, here's to being independently wealthy one day and getting to take part in all of this cool, cool stuff. That
4: one of the coolest oh. things that has happened in a long time was um, Queers' 40th anniversary. Oh. To Forty years. So Queers, that that's cool. It? And then, uh, of course. NISBA Fest. It's live, you know. Mm. Livermore's yeah. got, I don't want to say they back together, but fans. they played. They had a bunch yeah. of guest people come up and play. And I watched that stream of that thing, and they were mm. f- fucking great.
5: Incredible. It just the humanity of it all. And and just being in mindful and aware of the impact that every single one of us has on this planet and the people around us. This is a representation of that. That is the validation of even though this man is no longer with us, sadly, tragically, he's not here, but his spirit, his generosity, his volunteerism, and his kindness will will live on because of events like the NISBA Fest and, and such an honor to be able to, to, to be a part of that and and have them carry his message through you know he may not be with us here in body but his spirit will continue on and do and have an impact you know with with that with the nisba fest it proves that the impact that he had on on the kids that he worked with you know because he taught music to special needs kids and so forth and the foundations that he worked with um The fact that they put on something like NISBA Fest is going to directly impact these people and and make a positive, you know, have something positive come out of it for, for, for years to come. And that is just amazing and just speaks to what an extraordinary human being he was.
4: And it was just a killer lineup on that show. Slurmies On My Arms, yeah. Proton Packs, Twister, uh, Rica Bellies, mm. Rat bones, Chromosomes, whatever. I mean, it just killer. Right. But, uh,
5: it's like, yeah, it's like the Italian VIPs for sure.
4: Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if this award will, will happen next year. I mean, if no cool shit happens, well, see, it's not going to exist. I but, think uh,
5: that sounds like a challenge, <laughs> Nate. I mean, like, it's, step if, up, Pogues. Let's see what you got. What can you bring us in 2023 that's going to blow us away? Like all of these amazing things in 2022.
4: If the only cool thing that happens is Mom's Basement Fest, I'm not <laughs> going to do it just for John. Okay. All right. So speaking of more cool people, the second to last award, sort of, best song. I had to reach out to one of the coolest ladies Loveliest in rock and roll.
5: ladies in rock and roll. I mean, come on. How do you not just want to be her? Really? Right. I mean, I hear Jamie... And I see what she's doing, you know, with her radio show, with her label, with her bands. And I'm like, you know what? That's a girl I can get behind.
4: Yeah. So here to <laughs> present best song, because she's a hell of a songwriter too, Jamie from Rear Records, her new band Taxi Girls, and of course, The Pale Lips.
5: Yes. Take it away,
9: Jamie.
10: everyone, this is Jamie
15: from Taxi Girls, Pale Lips, and Reader Records. I tonight have the pleasure of presenting the award for Best Song. Alright, the nominees are Manges with High on Stress, Windowsill with Born to Hike, Mean Jeans, Twisting Off a Cliff, Ghost Party, This Is Why I Drink, and Sweatpants Party, Super Disappointed. Hmm, I know what my favorite song is. And it is the winner, the Mangies High on Stress. Congrats, boys!
4: Uh, weird scenario. I wasn't uh, wasn't prepared <laughs> for this one. Uh, Manji's won uh, High on Stress, won the best video, so I played the song, and then they won right. the best song, of course, because that song fucking rules. It was Jamie's favorite song of the year, apparently, on this list, and it was probably mine, too, on this list, and everybody else's. It's a killer song, <laughs> yeah,
5: it, but I didn't yeah, play it. I wasn't
4: going to play it twice.
5: Right, and, and and we're talking about it, and you're like, what do I do? It wins two different categories, <laughs> and I'm like, well, is there a live version you can pull from somewhere for nah, a video? <laughs> and play the recorded studio version for the other one, you know? But, yeah. You've heard it, you loved it, and she announced it, and I guarantee you, the minute she announced it, you started singing it anyway, so it's in your head. There you
6: go.
4: What a list, though. I mean, The Windowsill, Mm. Born to Hike, Mm. amazing song, Mm -mm 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 -mm. Um, Mean Jeans, Twisting Off a Cliff, (sighs) Ghost Party, This Is Why I Drink, and... uh, Mm. Kevin Aper and his sweatpants party with doing super disappointed with disappointed. I fucking love and I love the fact so that we right. had I love the fact that we had Kevin Aper versus Marine Nicotine in the year twenty twenty two and they both I lost, but whatever. Totally
5: it, did not connect those two dots. <laughs>
4: I love those guys and I just think those yeah. were I mean
5: What is that? What is that old school game, you know, we played Knock'em Sakum robots or whatever?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. knock em
5: Marine nicotine in this corner wearing blue. Kevin Aper's sweatpants party wearing red over here in this corner.
4: I don't think Kevin would ever wear just red. That's well, too boring. I'm, I'm
5: thinking of the robots. They're yeah. little plastic little men that you manipulate with your fingers, you know? You've got to
4: spice it up a little bit for Kevin. <laughs> Anyways, Mangie's
5: A Hawaiian shirt yeah, over yeah. here in the Hawaiian shirt. Kevin Aper's and sweatpants party.
4: Mangie's high on stress. It's just... When I first heard that song, it was like, I couldn't have been happier that day. You know, it was like the Mangies. This might be the best Mangies song I've ever heard. And I I love that song. I mean, it is. I
5: know. And I know you talk about this record like this is the best Mangies record ever. And it's, wow.
4: Well, I won't spoil anything, but the next award (laughs) presenter, I think, agrees with me on that.
5: I... I will I will not spoil anything either for the next category but I do not disagree for the song choice that this next presenter brings to us
4: but before we get to the the best album of the year huge thanks to Jamie I know like yeah. she went through like some uh, vacation nightmare stuff like she was there was some
5: airport terminal torture going on
4: yeah she was stuck in an airport then uh, she didn't have luggage for a week so no clean clothes and uh, and then she got home safely. And I
5: loved what she had to say. She's like, "Good thing I look good in sweatpants." <laughs> not saying that it not saying that it was foreshadowing for the award ceremony at all. But yeah, just totally loved it.
4: Anyways, thanks, Jamie. I gotta have I gotta have her back <laughs> yes, on the show too. You do. Um, She's
5: magnificent. She yes, is she is. So great. Yeah, and I
4: can't wait to hear the new band, Taxi Girls.
5: Yes, indeed. So I'm
4: I'm anxious to hear them. Anyways. Next award, last award, best album oh. of the year. And uh, I don't know. Like, there's only one. What's that?
5: I was going to say and I, you were probably going to say there's only one person that you would want to, you know, present this award for best album of the year and
4: there could be more than one, but there's only one that I wanted. Be. And that is Mr. Philip Hill.
15: hey dummy room it's philip hill coming to you from nashville tennessee and it's my honor to present the award for album of the year 2022 and the nominees are manji's book of hate for good people the windowsill focus budweiser's lookout below screeching weasel awful disclosures of screeching weasel sweatpants party self-titled LaMouge, Milan shakes, Turin shocks, LaMouge rocks. And the winner is... With a collection of 12 modern pop-punk classics, including my personal favorite, Lucky Tiger, it's the Manjis Book of Hate for Good People. Congratulations, guys, you deserve this.
4: Tough one, Manjees, Windowsill, mm. Budweisers, mm. Uh, Sweatpants Party, Lamuage, and the mm. Wheeze. I mean, these are all killer records this year. I think people got it right, mangies I mean,
5: yeah. Not yeah. that I, I, I waffled way too much this year with album of the year. Waffled like crazy, shifted shit about, refused to rank anything because I just couldn't decide. And so I was just like, you know what? Here's my list. These two. Are gonna duke it out? Either one are gonna win it.
4: Manji's deserve it. I mean, I, I loved Focus, mm-hmm. and I I I think that was maybe my favorite, but. Mm-hmm. uh Mangies is also my favorite and the fact that right. they got so much attention more than
5: one like
4: so many people loved this record that i'm seeing lists at the end of the year of people i don't even fucking know but i see bands that they discovered this year and there's a couple bands i've right. never heard of and then the Mangies are making all these lists and it's because this mm-hmm. album is so fucking good so it's, right. it's it's crossed over into other areas of Absolutely. punk rock i think a Absolutely. little bit at least
5: yeah and, amazing
4: you
6: know,
5: like i said i I went elsewhere and and sort of gave a rundown of my list. And and a lot of, there are a bunch of bands on my list this year if I were to create a top 10 and not rank it. But if I were to pick say 10 records of the year that I feel are worthy to listen to, um, I really, Like I said, I admittedly was going back and forth and back and forth between Windowsill and Mangies. And the Wheeze, as you say, not referring to Louise Jefferson, the beloved wife of of Mr. Jefferson, who has the Deluxe apartment in the sky. Screeching Weasel actually at one point was number three for me. It's a good record. Yeah, and continued to sort of get pushed back a little. It might come back. But I think you know, Lemouge was up there, and I really thought that they deserved a place much higher in the ranking or this band. And, and and like I said, we're going through the committee, and we have all of these albums to choose from. There were, I think we ended up with like 26 records.
4: Yeah, yeah, for, something like for that.
5: album of the year, which is incredible. When you think about a year, there are 12 months in a goddamn year, and we had 26 albums. That's over. I'm not going to get down to the math because math is not my thing, but I don't know, like 2.23 freaking albums a month, you know, and there were a lot of albums out there and there were so many that could have made the list, but we had to narrow it down. Just because you can't send a list of 26 best albums of the year to 140 something voters because you're never going to have a concise diplomatic response when you do that. So, you know, there were albums that that totally could have made it and didn't. <laughs> there was 26 albums, me. but
4: I knew <sighs> I knew who was going to fucking win this. Right. You know, I knew the Mangies were going to be right there.
5: I, you know something? I, 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 I'm trying to stroke the, the bruised egos of those that, that did. <laughs> but no, I totally 100% agree with you. This album, I listened to it today actually and and every single time I listen to it like I said, it's one of those albums, you know, I, I'm not about to say it's my favorite Mangies album ever but it's one of the ones that I can listen to continuously, and I'm always gonna find something else I love about it, you know. And <clears throat> originally, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, like like Phil, Lucky Tiger, what a great song, what a fantastic song to lead into a record with, just the right amount of energy to just just get your engines roaring, so to speak," um, and and then you just come across like high on stress. Or, you know, I'm not a sissy. Like I said, still, you know, if I know that I'm dragging ass and I need to get going, I'm gonna pop on I'm not a sissy and completely psych myself up, you know, to get moving and get stuff taken care of. It's one of those records where you can rely on it to just not disappoint. And I think it's gonna end up like that Limouge album where you're just listening to it a year from now with as much appreciation and excitement as we're listening to it now where it's relatively new well warranted well deserved of course it's the legendary motherfucking mangies
4: i think if um if there was any doubt that they weren't uh, already on like some sort of uh, pop Punk, Rushmore, this is the album that right? definitely places I mean, them right next to Screeching Weasel and the Queers.
5: entire award show, you know, speaking of trifectas for Mom's Basement, but it's a trifecta as well for, for Mangies.
4: Uh, Italy won this won this whole show. Italy, <laughs> yeah. There was, uh, I mean, uh, the, the albums mm-hmm. that came out of, like my f- four of my favorite albums, uh Limouge and Mangies and Rat Bones and Stinking Polecat,
5: right? Stinking Pole Cats. And, I, and that wasn't even Absolutely. all of them, but um,
4: right. a lot of and great stuff. And that was
5: actually, you know, that was on my list too. That was probably in my top five, which surprised me, you know, because. The more I listened to it, the more I loved it. And I have to admit, you know, that one song, this one song I I love so much, Is This Real? When I first saw, when the album was first released, I was like, is this real? Huh, that's interesting. Stinkin' Polecats are doing a Wipers cover. And I play it and I'm like, wait a minute. Is this real? That's not a Wipers cover. This song, and it, and you know, it reminded me of how much I loved "Mess" from Tough, that that Chris also uh, did with his band Tough, and that song "Destiny." Oh, so, yeah, yeah. And what what an incredible song "Destiny" was for from um, Tough on the on the Mess album. And "Is This Real for Me?" was was the same, and they you know. They packed it into this album, Stinkin' Pole Cats, you know. Oh, loved it. And like I said, you know, I was, I was a little surprised by how high that actually got in there for me. But it did. Yeah, and yeah, same There were same, a lot of records, a lot of records. Like I said, just it fluctuates every single day. But for, for the steadfast top one and two, for me, Mangies in Windowsill, and you can ask me five minutes from now, and I'm I'm still gonna tell you, Mangies' window
4: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, I love both these records, but I, I gotta give it to I gotta give it to the Mangies. You know, they mm. they really did it. And I'm uh, of course thankful for Phil to to do this award. I know he loved the record, and uh, of course he's got some. Uh, you know he, he did some time with the Mangies on tour mm-hmm. he recorded an album so he knows those guys pretty well so extra cool that the legend Philip Hill got to uh to honor them and Indeed. uh speaking of legends, legends Phil Hill's obviously a legend mm. and Andrea from the Mangies is clearly a legend because last year he was our punk rock veteran and so it's time to announce this year's it's it's segueing perfectly for us. Punk Rock Veteran 2022 goes
9: to you suck! Motherfucker
2: I hate white
9: power.
2: Hi dummies, Morton from the MMs here. A punk rock veteran award? one of the best in the bubble? Gotta be joking.
9: i Hey Dame Room, this is Andrea from Italy. I am the co founder of the Mangis, Striped Records, and Punk Rock Raduno. I just wanna say congratulations to Joe King. Uh, you're an awesome punk rocker and you're one of my favorite people. Um, I love you and thank you for all the music and for your 40 years' career, which uh, enriched my life quite a bit and um, can't wait to see the queers live again hope to see you soon ciao
13: Hey guys, it's Hoglog from the Queers here. Dude, for over a decade now, I've been traveling with Joe. We've been hitting the highway over 120 gigs a year. Planes, trains, or automobiles, you name it. Fuck, I've been there with him. I've seen Joe sick. I've seen him tired. And on a few occasions, I gotta say, coming right out of the emergency room, get to the club, fucking start that set and blow the damn roof off the place. Joe is the man, the myth, the legend, the made for TV movie, my friend, and a fucking punk rock icon. And you heard it right here from Hoglock himself, motherfucker. The
15: Hey, this is Philip from Teen Idols here to say a few words about my old buddy Joe Queer. I've known Joe for about 30 years now, and the man is not only a veteran, I would say he's a living legend and icon of pop punk. You know, his band, The Queers, if there was a holy trinity of pop punk lookout era pop punk i would say it's screeching weasel the queers and mtx and i've been fortunate enough to play in two out of three of those and become friends with all of them so i'm very fortunate in the fact that i've gotten to personally call joe queer a friend for 30 years and uh we're still friends to this day we talk all the time and uh joe's a great buddy of mine uh, he has done so much for so many bands, small bands, you know, Joe tours like a veteran road dog and he'll go through every small town and hear these opening bands. and if he sees a spark, Joe's not hesitant to help somebody. you know he did that for my band. We played together in 94 and uh, stayed in touch. and when it came time to do a tour in 95 he tapped us to join him on the road which was a huge eye-opener and learning experience for us it kind of got us to that next level from being a local band to a national band and i owe joe a huge debt of gratitude for that Joe is uh, hes an inspiration to so many people. There's almost like a six degrees of punk rock with Joe. Six degrees of Joe Queer, where every band out there, if they don't know him personally, they've definitely been influenced by his music. Joe's one of those great songwriters whose songs are timeless. You can go back and listen to stuff off the first album and it's still relevant today. And there's not a lot of bands that you can say that about. Um, I would say that if there is a there's a Mount Rushmore of pop punk. Joe definitely deserves to be chiseled in stone right there with all the others. All the other greats. And I can see him now with his baseball cap and his trademark snarl up there on the, on Mount Rushmore with Ben Weasel and Dr. Frank and who knows who else. But uh, anyway, Joe definitely deserves this honor of uh, being recognized for years and years of service. I have so many funny stories of the road and being in the van with joe being in the studio oh my god Uh, most of them i can't say here on on the air but joe's he's a legend for sure and joe you definitely deserve this honor and uh hope you're still around for many more years because i know you still got a lot left to give and a lot of help to give to other people and congratulations buddy i'll talk to you soon
0: queer the man the myth the legend
15: hey this is Stan from the Dickies, and Joey queer taught me everything I know about merchandising he's not just a pretty face who sings and writes queer songs anyway happy day Joey queer
9: this is the i oh my gosh, Too much of everything and everyone is in. Well, don't get and I know i know just what this will be. Yummy, yummy,
2: Joe Queer to me has to be one of the best vocalists slash songwriters of punk music. From songs about those yummy-yummy punk rock girls, to Born To Do Dishes, to Ursula Finally Has Tits. Great melodies, great hooks, to me, Joe truly deserves that punk rock veteran title.
15: Yeah, I agree. The Queers have had so many great records over their 40-year run. Move Back Home is my favorite. To me, it's one of the best records. It's just good from front to back, and the live shows just keep getting better and better.
10: Yeah man, growing up in Chicago the queers were always coming through town and we were always there. Then recently getting to share the stage with the queers over the last few years, there's no one more deserving. So I think it's safe to say that from all of us in Capgun Heroes, congratulations, Joe.
3: This is Josh Goldman from the Raging Nathans and Rad Girlfriend Records. Um, One time I was playing in the Queers and our tour ended in New Mexico and me and Joe had to drive home or back to the East Coast um, all the way from uh, Albuquerque. And I remember, and this is a silly memory, but it kind of speaks to how Joe is. Uh, We were driving and out of nowhere. He was like, hey, dude He's like you want some ice cream and he just pulled over and we went to some ice cream place at like 11 in the night 11 at night and we got some ice cream and uh, got back on the road and That's always one of my uh, I don't know why I remember that but that's a nice memory that I have of Joe.
1: Sì, Ginger here. Beh, che dire.
9: Joe è veramente una leggenda vivente e sono molto grato del fatto che faccia parte di questo gruppo. Mi sembra ancora un'esperienza quasi surreale.
15: Beh, ciao e fanculo a tutti.
9: This sucks! This sucks! This sucks! This This sucks, this place sucks,
10: this place sucks, this place sucks. Hey, this is JJ Nobody congratulating Joe Queer for the Punk Rock Veteran Award. One of the hardest working motherfuckers I know and the youngest oldest guy I've ever met. And trust me, we are all old. Congratulations, buddy. I fucking love ya. Hey you the time.
13: Jay Prozac, and I'm happy to be here in the Dummy Room to uh, speak a couple words about Mr. Joe Queer. I met Joe in 1998 when my first band, the Grand Prix, got to open up for the Queers in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, at the Elvis Room. Kept in touch with Joe uh, from that time, and um, I had some cool opportunities like making a merchandise run from. Uh, meeting up with Jeff Useless from Portsmouth, New Hampshire in Worcester, Mass, and bringing the Queers merchandise to uh, New Jersey on their Chicks Dig It Nobody's tour. Uh, shortly after that, I was asked to, to be a roadie if I was interested in being a merch guy roadie while they were on tour with the Lillingtons and the Explosion, which I totally jumped at that. And uh, through that experience, I got to learn a lot about the inner workings of a band like the Queers, uh, become friends with Joe and the gang. And uh, meet a lot of really cool people uh, over the years I've I've seen Joe do some pretty pretty nice things I know he, he cares a lot about his fans and um, and it's very important to him and it's something that I I learned when I was on the road with him uh, he's done things like let me borrow some money at a queer show where my car was towed and I, I'd seen had hung out with him up at a, a studio in New Hampshire where he had someone from across country who had a his family had a tragic loss, and Joe had offered to do some recording of the of of this fellow and um you know something like that it was just really heartwarming and really cool. Uh, so you know I'm I'm very happy and proud to be friends with Joe and uh, I've known Joe over all these years, and it's uh it's really cool that you guys are putting this little thing together. So uh yeah give it up for Joe and uh thank you for having me in the dummy room.
9: Oh, folks had me committed just two weeks ago. My best plan ran off with my girl. just two demos, oh, don't you know it hurts? But hey, she ain't the first. Oh, she ain't the first. I was a teenage bonehead. Yes, it's true. I was a teenage
10: Hey ho, it's Cheeto. I played bass in The Queers from 2017 to 2021. Well, I just caught wind that Jill Queer is winning the Dummy Room Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> so I wanted to drop in and say a few words. I've been to almost all 50 states and all around the world with old JQ. And I can attest that no one deserves this prestigious award more than Joe. Below that abrasive, cranky New England exterior is one of the most humble and hardworking frontmen in punk rock. He lives to play music and tour through and through. Yeah, sometimes touring can get monotonous. You're stuck in a small place with the same dudes for weeks on end, hearing the same old stories and engaging in psychological warfare to pass the time. But touring with Joe is always a blast because there's always fun, there's always laughs. Now to a real other bands, we have to deal with diva prima donna personalities, but there's no elitism, Joe. What you see is what you get. The queers are the punkest band out there, period. No frills, no following trends, no ass kissing to get on whatever trendy summer punk festival may be around the corner, or virtue signaling to appease whatever political agenda is in. The queers are here, and if you don't like it, well...
14: your best friend in the whole wide world, Jason Fucking V from the Jasons again, and I'm here to congratulate Joe Queer on winning this award. What can I say about Joe Queer, man? Well, I can say a lot, because I went on tour with the guy, I stayed at the guy's house, I recorded at his studio, and I got to really experience the person that he is. I could tell you about people that told me that Joe Queer literally saved their lives numerous times on tour. I could tell you about all the young bands he helps and all the gear he gives away and all the cool shit that he does. But I feel like that's Joe Queer shit and he doesn't like the fanfare. What I can tell you though is a funny story about what it was like for my band to tour with Joe. So let me set the stage for you. We're going on tour with the Queers and the Dwarves and Joe comes up to us and he says, I brought these fucking fog machines, man. They're fucking cool. We're going to fog the place out tonight. we're like, fuck yeah. And he's like, you guys can use them too. And we're like, fuck yeah, man. Joe Queer, you're cool as fuck, right? Then he comes over to Jason 3D. And he says, 3D, tonight I want you to uh, run the fog machine while we're playing, all right? Now, don't skimp on the fog. Make sure you fog it up pretty good. So 3D's like fogging it up, right? Like, it's doing pretty good, man. I mean, every time, uh, you know, uh, uh, Ginger does a solo, he fogs it. Every time Joe sings a a part that's like a sing-along part, he fogs it. But I noticed that Joe keeps looking over at 3D in motion and I'm like come on man more fog more fog more fog you know all night all night you know 3D's not fogging it crazy right so Joe Queer gets off and he's like ah you did all right 3D whatever so the next night Joe Queer comes up to Jason Hollywood and he goes hey Hollywood you know I had fucking 3D run the fog last night he did all right but he didn't do enough fog I want you to run it tonight and really fog the place up really fucking fog it up man so fucking hollywood's running fog now right night, night two or whatever and you know he's he's fogging the place up pretty good man he fogs it up so much that you can barely see hog log back there pounding on the drums right i mean it's very cinematic it's very very cool he fogs it up and i still notice man you know joe keeps looking over like what the fuck's going on what the fuck's going on right so He fogged the place up good, but after the show, Joe Queer goes, Ah, good job, Hollywood. Not bad, not bad. So he takes the fucking fog machine controller, and the next night he comes over to Jason Hell. And he goes, Hey, Hell, I want you to fog. uh, use the fog machines tonight. You know, I had 3D do it, and he did all right. And then fucking Hollywood did it, and he, he just didn't fucking fog it enough. So I want you to really fucking fog the place out. Now, by this time, we figured it out. Joe wants all the fucking fog. Joe wants fog 24-7, don't fucking stop hitting the fog button, and that's exactly what Jason Hell did. He laid on the fog button all night at the craft house in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to the point where this gigantic venue was fogged out so much that all the fucking fire alarms went off. They evacuated everybody. The queer set was cut short to like 45 minutes. The fire marshal comes and they shut the whole fucking thing down. And. As this entire venue is enveloped in fog, you can't see anybody on the fucking stage. The show's over, the alarms are going off, Joe walks over to Jason Hell, and as he's walking out the door, he goes, good fucking job tonight, Hell, just right, and fucking walks out the door that goddamn legend of a human being. Hail Joe Queer, if you don't like him, Go fuck yourself and get a clue. Uh, He deserves this award. Uh, They're the only band on this fucking list that still goes as hard as they do and as hard as they ever have. They're the definition of a true fucking hardworking DIY fucking punk rock band because he does literally everything himself. I've seen Joe Queer carry Jason's gear. I've seen Joe Queer run his own merch. I've seen all that shit from him. No rockstar shit with this guy. Genuinely great human being and uh, we would all fight you if you say otherwise.
10: children of the sun this is kevin aper and i just want to say that joe queer is the last of the true punks out there um without him no Apers, no sweatpants no monster zero without him no fun don't back down is the album that brian wilson wished he had written uh one of the best one of the greatest one of the funniest one of the most catchiest uh a true legend of punk rock and I hope he continues writing many more cool songs and that he can complain about me drinking beers.
4: is right. hands down deserving of this award. 40 fucking years. I was thinking about it earlier. So when the queer started, I was five years old. God. So I think back to uh, my what I you I know, was eleven. Be- <laughs> I, I you know <laughs> five <laughs> you're old. Uh, five <laughs> whatever. Um, five years old. I can't even imagine being in a punk rock band from that time to now. It's it's right. and I, I can't
5: still even mind boggling. Like with the energy that this man is probably he is we're going to have like a zombie joe queer because this man <laughs> is going to go for another 40 years and another that's like the energy that it feels like he has because you cannot you know walk out the door and and not have something new coming you know from the queers whether it be another long ass seemingly all year long tour to a split with like sloppy seconds to this, that, you know, and the recording that he does and the other bands that he brings into his studio, this man just, he's got no quit. Joe ain't got no quit. And thank God for that. You know, God saved the queers. Indeed.
4: I don't think Joe queer needs any help from any bands that he's helping, but that's cool. But just think about like, all the bands that we love that have loved over the years they've all they've all taken breaks they've all quit they've all broken up and formed other bands not Joe Joe's yep. like the one guy the only guy in our little bubble that never really quit I mean he's yep. You know, there's, there's, take Screeching Weasel. Like, people have that argument. It's not Screeching Weasel if it's, you know, if if Jughead and Vapid are in. I get that. I don't, I don't believe it, but I, I get it. But not with Joe. Everybody knows that Joe is the queers and it doesn't matter who's playing behind him. he has got
5: a rotating cast of characters. Yeah, yeah. And and on any given night, the lineup could be different, but you're still going to get that 100% queers rock and roll punk rock in your face
4: you yeah know. yeah I mean I've seen the queers a bunch but I mean I I've, mm-hmm. if I if I had to choose I, I would absolutely take that classic lineup of Joe B-Face and Hugh if I mean that would be right. a fucking wet dream of mine yeah. to go back 20 some years or whatever and see that lineup but I'd also love to mm-hmm. see like I'd love to see Phil and Matt Yonkers playing. I'd love to see Chris Fields Absolutely. playing with him. I'd love to see Alex playing with him. I mean, they're all like he has had some great fucking people playing with him. And I mean, I think that I don't know, say what you will about Joe. And I know still, there's, I know there's some politics yeah. that people don't like. There's I politics, get it. I don't agree with them either.
5: surrounding all of us, you know. But he's written and, so many good yeah.
4: songs and he's like 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 people told us, you know, he's been so supportive of the other bands. He's just a right. road dog and he's just a generous guy and i don't know it's he's, joe fucking queer you know just,
5: i don't know he's got that he's got that just old school stoic new england mentality
4: <laughs> yeah, of, yeah.
5: you know you, there's work to do you're gonna fucking do it bob you're gonna shut the fuck up bob and you're gonna get it done
4: that's the yeah. worst Joe Queer imitation I've heard from anybody. It's a
5: New England accent. It doesn't have to be a Joe Queer accent, but I'm I've, been I've been working on my
4: Joe. I've been working on my Joe. I
5: know how to talk. I live up here in Maine. Yeah. I get it. You're telling a homegrown New England girl that she can't do We
4: Well, you just don't sound like Joe. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you sound like every other asshole in Maine, but you not You sound Joe like queer. every
5: other asshole in Wisconsin. <laughs> Shut up. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: I, yeah. Oh, exactly. I love you. Hey, I didn't tell you something. Speaking of... That's a weird transition. I don't know what made me think of this. but So I I forgot to tell you that um, Miles and me had a conversation on New Year's Eve. And Miles, who's six years old, by the way, just turned six... He's decided what he wants to do with his life. He's picked out his career. changing
5: his diapers in the back <laughs> of the truck at Lily's T-ball game.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. I told that story. That was great, yeah. So we go from, yeah, me changing out a shitty uh, diarrhea diaper and throwing it in a garbage can right next to the dugout. Classic move by me, by the way. But Miles <laughs> has come along a long ways. He knows what he's going to do with his life. He at has his career picked out at six years old. Right? It's not a baseball player. It's not a fireman. It's not a fucking astronaut or a doctor.
5: It's this, Jason motherfucking V, isn't it? This
4: kid told me, I think I want to be a voice actor when I grow up. Oh, that's so rad. <laughs> I'm like, because when he plays video games and stuff, he's always like, he's so intense and he's doing different right. voices Super and
5: stuff. Super animated. And it's Absolutely. like, that totally
4: makes sense. But how the fuck do you even know what a voice actor is, kid? You know? Hey. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know how we got to Miles from Joe Queer, but Joe Queer was hands down, not even Good. close. You knew it was
5: imminent, right? You know, because we already had... I mean, we started it off. We had Dan Vapid. And as you said last year, of course, the individual that the actual category was named after was chosen, Andrea Mangies.
4: Yeah, it's a no-brainer.
5: You know, and of course, Joe Queer is going to be a no-brainer as well. And the fact that he received this award this year is because after 40 friggin' years, the man is still nonstop going at it, like I said, on tour, releasing new queer stuff, as well as working in the studio with other bands and bringing them up in the world and putting their stuff out there. You know, so the, the energy that this man has after 40 years of doing this it's just it's it's something to really aspire to, to yeah. Tell yeah. You the truth you know
4: I, I, if, if 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 people don't know the rules the rules we didn't go into it it's it's basically 25 years so if you've been if yeah. you've been in the scene for 25 years and doing still music still currently active yeah yeah i mean you're, you're so, you know, we're what... not gonna, you know we're not
5: going to you know we're not going to turn around and say you know we're not going to issue a something posthumously to say joey ramone or something so yeah yeah, yeah no not, that's not going to happen be, yeah yeah
4: so um, engaged but but the, the the basically the rule that I have is you've been around for 25 years you're cool as shit you're a legend, right? And the rule basically is you it doesn't have to be Joe Queer it doesn't have to be the no. big name but of course it had to be Joe Queer this year because, mm-hmm. he, I mean he toured he literally didn't take a day off I don't think they it, toured it all seem year like long it. It amazing it really
5: doesn't seem like it you know because and they were out there you know just from coast to coast back and forth it really did feel like they were on the road every single day of the year last year. They probably weren't. They, I'm sure they had a day off here and there, but man, I mean,
6: just (laughs) following
5: them every day. You knew there was going to be a queers update. and, And that's, yeah, there's what's, something what's, to be
4: said. The other thing that's crazy, I was talking about how long 40 years is. Like you think of other mm-hmm. bands that have been around for like Kiss or something like that. Right. They've been around for 80 years, I think. Mm-hmm. And they play in front of thousands of people and they've made, they've made millions of dollars, right? And then there's mm-hmm. Joe Queer, like the worst Kiss show has probably been twice as large as the best Queer show. And that's and Joe hasn't made millions of dollars. He hasn't made much money, you know. He's you just know doing show it because he loves be it. At? This is life queers for sure
5: absolutely
4: so I was talking to Phil the other day about this and uh, like he told me like they took Teen Idols on their first tour outside of like the mm-hmm. south or whatever yeah and I saw that tour at the 7th Street Entry in like n- the oh, summer of 95 that's so long ago like 27 mm-hmm. years ago was mm-hmm. my first queer show happened to be my first Teen Idols show too but and the guy's still going it's amazing right. like I'm barely going and this guy is, you know, <laughs> holy shit!
6: It's
4: crazy,
5: dude. I had to like, I had to brew a pot of coffee to stay up this late and hang out with you. I, did. you don't have to tell me.
4: Hey, I got something cool too. By the way, I uh, Ryan Rude from Blabbermouth uh, Fanzine and Booking. He sent me a bunch of these zines, these little uh, Forty mm-hmm. Years of the Queer yep. zines, mm-hmm. and um, I got. I'm looking at it right now. It's kind of cool. It's a very early '90s zine, you know. Anyways, I have a bunch. I've been uh, I've been sending them out with some orders and stuff. So if anybody wants one, you can excuse me. You can uh, sweet talk me into sending you some, or one. Sweet and I've got you? some buttons and stickers from Blabbermouth. Very cool of him to uh, to uh, send these out. It's kind of a cool little zine, actually. There's yeah. contributions from all kinds of people, Blag and Jughead and a okay. uh, couple people I don't care about, but um, but it's cool anyways
5: and hey an opportunity because you're not going to do it an opportunity for me to pimp hey pizza records so why don't you hop on to the website go through the (laughs) merch store see what you want to (laughs) order and and support our man natage for everything he does with the dummy room this award show every podcast he puts out every album he puts out all of the support (laughs) that you give did you just vomit?
4: I think I I puked Here, in my mouth a little bit. Here, I got let some on my pants. Me. So, anyways, you
5: hate it. You hate <laughs> it that I insist on on and throwing accolades your way. You know what I hate <laughs> about the
4: award show? I got to tell you right now. I be did the same shit that last year. To yourself. I, no, 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 it's not that. Well, I hate that. But I I ask all these people to help me out. Like, hey, you should be a presenter. You know, blah blah blah. And I and and then I tell them, I really want to have you on for a regular episode. And somehow I just run out of time. And I was going through my list this year and I was like, ah, shit, I never got to, I never got this guy on the show. I feel bad. And I've been, I'm looking at who's on this now and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I got to get Chris. And then I'm like, Stefanino's (laughs) got to get on and I got to have Larry Livermore on. Actually, when I I talked to Larry Livermore and we had a very nice, very uh, kind of a long conversation. I was like, shit, I Mm should have just recorded this, but (laughs) really, really nice guy. And um, hopefully I can get him back, but um, but yeah. So I do all this stuff, and hopefully I, maybe maybe Joe Queer will come on the show sometime, and uh, and tell yeah, me to fuck Joe, off, you I'll know? Tell
5: you to fuck off, <laughs> Christ, Bob?
4: Um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, Joe Queer is deserving, and uh, I guess this is about the end of the show. I I to before yeah. I forget, I, I want to say a few thanks. Oh. Um, the I got I got to thank the 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 committee. I'm not going to name everybody because it's too many, and all the yeah, voters. Gotta- That's like. Very cool that you guys
5: did
4: that. And then, uh, of course, you for co-hosting. Craig. Craig's helped out Craig. a little bit. Not too much. But, I'll give you know, him a little there's credit.
5: There's always room for a little Craig. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: John. i got to thank John from Mom's Basement. Yeah. He helped a little bit as well. Uh, but huge thanks to Henry for memorable memorable but not honorable for the video. Olay for some graphic stuff. Mm. Um, Hoglog from the queers. You know, Alex Martin, he, uh, he helped land me a little dicky. Uh, how about Philip Hill? He helped Gotta me with a, a, a few things. Grath from the Steinways even helped out. And I didn't mention Whimsyland. I we didn't we didn't go over oh, it. Didn't shit. get nominated. But what a fucking weird record, right? I mean, it was right? such
5: a it was like this composite of every childhood dream that you have, like you know, like literal dream that you would have being in this fairy tale land you know, licking giant lollipops and <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and cuddling up to Snuffleupagus, a yeah, You know? Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. just bizarre. Fun sure. fun
4: record. Totally totally mm. dug it. Really loved it. I've yep. I've listened to it a bunch of times. I wish it would have came up somehow in the award show and it didn't Well you but, know um,
5: something and that's the thing. Like I said, this year was so overwhelming.
4: Yeah, and yeah for, for me sure.
5: somebody I, you know, I essentially was like off the radar of anything social media related for at least, for a combined, uh, at least six months because I, I, I left social media. I came back for Reduno because of course, hello, you need to be a part of Reduno. And then took a few more months off, came back to be, you know, when the committee started getting going in like October or something. And so I had a lot of catch up to do. And I can imagine, you know, for people that were consistently, you know, aware and up to date on what was going on, that it was as equally overwhelming for them as it was Mm -hmm. for me, because there was just so much out there this year. We were and, you know, I probably sound like a broken record. I probably say it every year. But how friggin lucky are we? That there was so much great, amazing stuff out there that that we got to listen to, and 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 bring to the listeners here tonight. And there are literally, for as much as we've talked about and mentioned tonight, literally three, four times as many bands and releases that we could have talked about. The yeah, yeah. Lions put out a great record. Oh yeah, we yeah. brought up the Budweisers, great band from Spain. Had a Had one of my favorite albums of the year on Monster Zero this year, you know, and just absolutely just this could be a ten-hour friggin' episode, which nobody in their right effing minds wants. (laughs) Certainly not. No. (laughs) You know, but we easily could have filled up several hours just acknowledging everything that was put out there this year. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. there was um, a lot. There was a lot. So uh, one more person, Brian Starkey. Um, oh, Brian. Ooh, he's like, Brian
5: rules. He is he's like a my, guru. Uh,
4: he's my Japanese connection.
5: He is <laughs> so, your Japanese connection, and he yeah, yeah. Is, he's even got the bald head. He is that spiritual advisor. You know, he reminds me of this. So at, at my job, we every year we have to do this security training, and I'm going to have to look up the actor because he's a bald man like Brian. But he's, he's very philosophical and intellectual and just sort of zen, you, you know? <laughs> and, and he reminds me so much of, of Brian. But we have these security videos that we watch, like I said, at work every year. Um, and they're kind of set up like a Netflix binge. You have like all of these episodes to watch. It's called... Um, Inside Man, or something like that, and there's a character in it that reminds me of Brian. And oh my God,
4: you know who he looks like? I've never seen him before. I'm looking at him right now. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks like uh, fuck. Like he looks like Ian McKay meets oh, like so? uh, meets uh, Michael Michael the guy from REM. <laughs> like Stipe
5: a weird Skype and Ian yeah, the, the no. picture I'm looking at I'm
4: not it's not an insult oh I God. mean he's a good looking guy he's got a bad foot shirt on in this shirt holy shit he's got the Fugazi hat on and he kind of looks like that but he doesn't look like I don't know he looks tougher than that though he kind of looks like Bo basement without the without tattoos a little he, bit
5: yeah Brian's got yeah he's got if you were just to look at him he looks like a pretty tough guy but he I'm is, glad he lives he, in Japan
4: because he would probably <laughs> murder me right now if he was. Listen, I just appreciate him helping out getting, uh, getting Yoshi to do something. Thanks to the, all the presenters and and everybody involved. I know I'm forgetting somebody. Maybe I'll edit in later if I forget, but, uh, yeah, fun, fun time. But, uh, I, I, know there's, like you said, there's a, there's a, there's a million releases we didn't talk about. And, uh, but you know, luckily for me, I get to talk about a lot of these throughout the year. So. You do. I'm not, I'm not trying to ignore anybody. Some One of my favorite albums this year was Dropped Out and it didn't win yes. an award. And that's where you guys got it, it way wrong. It an award. See, that was the thing. Like Einar from the Prom Dates actually came back and said, I changed my vote because I screwed up and Nate was right. But it still wasn't enough. Hello,
5: the cover. <laughs> I love that Dropped Out album. Nicola is probably one of my favorite songs of the year absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah that love track, that band that was great great great
4: love yeah. that band art by b face stool because mm. b face rules and uh i guess we should just call it a night yeah, so thanks for uh night. thanks for joining me again
5: well thank you for having the guts and the gall to have me back i really appreciate it it was a lot of fun as always favorite part of the year is 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 this Dummy Room Award episode looking forward to? <laughs> your
4: life sucks so bad if this By is your way, favorite thing. You know
5: what? You know, <laughs> shut. You know, I promise myself. I know I've sworn a lot tonight and I promised myself I wouldn't swear, but Jesus, Nate, shut the fuck up and let a girl give you a compliment. <laughs> every you know what I
6: mean, year. though?
5: I do absolutely know what you mean, but you know what? If it wasn't for you, legit if it was not for you we would not be here doing this thing and I dare say that you know a lot of people look forward to every episode that you put out and we're thankful for it and you have a lot to do with why this scene has had the success (laughs) it's had lately and you know what cut that out I don't care but at least I'm putting it out there because it's true and you deserve it and you're too humble and you're silly and you were the best label of the year god damn it
6: no
4: no no (laughs) No, we'll see if i leave that in anyways well well well, (laughs) thank you as always for the kind words i appreciate it and uh i guess we'll just we'll just we'll just end it here now i guess i'll be back next week maybe with an episode hopefully with one of the people on one of the presenters, I can sweet talk them into coming back and talking about their, their cool lives with me.
5: There could have been several cool people that you could yeah. talk to. but I have a couple out.
4: plans, so of I think I'll be back did. next There's week. always
5: something up your sleeve.
4: And who knows when this is even going to come out, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: If at all.
4: Things get busy around my house, you know? I don't always have a lot of time, sure. so... Anyways, had a blast! <laughs> Hope everybody. Hey. Uh, hope hope nobody's too angry with with me this year. Or um, me. But if they are, you know what? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Congratulations to the win.
5: Any complaints for the dummy room 22 award show shall be directed to John Profit from Mom's Basement <laughs> Records. Oh
4: yeah, yeah, send it to Anyways, thanks for hanging out until the next episode. Everybody, stay safe, stay cool. Congratulations to all the winners and to all the losers. Fuck you, better luck next year.
5: Fuck you, better luck next year. Bye!